2: stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game
1: you have 47 new voicemails
2: download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollars per order additional terms apply
1: it's
3: Boomer and geo on the fan and the cbs sports network
4: Studio, Boomer Sizing, Greg Giannani, it's Boomer and Gio on the fan, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network and wherever you are on the free Odyssey app. Good Friday morning. It's a feel-good football Friday. There are only three left of these. We got divisional weekend. We have championship weekend, championship Sunday. Then we have the feel-good football Friday we will have out in Las Vegas before the Super Bowl. So things are dwindling with this football season And the NFL mimicking the NBA in one way going into this weekend. I think the stuff that is happening off the field is more interesting than what we may have on the field. Because there's one game that I think is going to be great. We all think is going to be great with the Bills and the Chiefs. The rest of them, they got blowout potential. Now, you never know what's going to happen. Maybe you get an upset. Maybe you get something crazy, something memorable. But what's going on in the coaching ranks right now is nuts. And Bill Belichick is really inching closer and closer to becoming the Atlanta Falcons head coach. I think he said to himself, NFC South sucks. Tom Brady went there, won that division. I'm going to go down there. I'm going to win some divisions, get to the playoffs, and I'm going to be a hero for the city of Atlanta. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? Yeah, good morning,
5: G. And uh, I would say that that is uh, definitely going to happen. You know, I Definitely
6: going to happen. Yep, yep.
5: Definitely wow. feel it like it's uh, it's, uh complete, uh, They have to go through all the nuts and bolts of a contract. They have to make sure they meet all their requirements, the Rooney Rule and everything else. And I feel bad for guys that have to go through the Rooney Rule just to go through the Rooney Rule so a team can ultimately get to the guy that they want. Um, I, I feel sometimes these guys, uh, the black coaches, end up getting used for situations like this, and I hate that. I want guys to be hired on merit, and um, I don't want guys to feel like these things, uh, interviews are shams. And I, I remember talking to Marvin Lewis, who ended up doing a couple of interviews, I believe, a few years back, if you remember. Yeah. Nobody really thought he was going to have a chance. And I love Marvin Lewis. I thought he was a terrific coach for the Bengals. Uh, I thought he was exactly what the Bengals needed, a low-key kind of get-along coach with the ownership and just deal with everything that he had to deal with. And he really did have an impact. He had a long career as the, the Cincinnati Bengal head coach. But I remember when he was being asked to take these uh, these uh interviews. And, and I, I would always wonder why... uh a coach who probably felt like you know what this is kind of a sham interview you know why, why am i doing this to my other coaches uh that yeah. are dealing with some of the same things that i dealt with throughout my career and something
4: i d- on that quick though it's yes. when,
5: when it's the veteran coach
4: you're absolutely right when it's the guy who was coached forever or someone who already had a head coaching job and you feel like they're just trotting them through that's one thing but i remember kirby wilson was a running back coach black running back coach for the steelers when i was out there and i would i talked to him about this one day and he said that that, yes, sometimes it feels like a sham, but there's a lot of guys, younger guys, yeah, that, black coaches, fine. that that never got a chance to interview and get experience from it. That is great. But the older guys, you're right. I mean, when you get some of these guys, you feel like, hey, Marvin, just come in here to have a cup of coffee so I could satisfy this thing. That's when it feels Well, wrong. you know,
5: it's kind of interesting. It goes both ways, too, because uh, if, I re- if I remember correctly, uh, Todd Bowles and Frank Reich were up for the Jets job. And uh, Frank, you know, took the interview. he had never had an interview before. And I said, Frank, what do you think the chances of you getting the job are? And he goes, it's, it's probably unlikely. I think they probably had their eyes set on Todd. Yeah. And, and he, you know, it wasn't about race or any of that stuff. It's just that it was about Todd's time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Frank was a relatively unknown in the league. I mean, they knew him in the league, but outside, uh, not a lot of people knew who he was or where he came from or what his credentials were. And this was prior to the Philadelphia Super Bowl and uh i'll i'll never forget but you know picking him up over there at Florence Park i said i go he goes you know what i'm glad i did it even though i know i'm not going to get it because it really gives me an understanding as to what my potentially next interview is going to be like sure yep so you're right there there's something about a young uh coordinator that hasn't had an opportunity to go Interview. That's how they found Mike Tomlin in in Pittsburgh. Yeah, he's only lasted what sixteen years, seventeen. Years, and he was only a
4: defensive coordinator for one year prior to that. It's not, not even.
5: A, I, and Coach Cower will tell you that it's not so much, uh, you know, the the amount of experience that you have as a coordinator. What it really is, it's about your communication techniques, and can you get through to the players that you're coaching. And because the 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 team is so vast, and have, there's so many players, there's just so many different personalities that you have to deal with. And you know, the guys that last the longest, like the Andy Reid's, now if they're lucky enough, they'll get a great quarterback. So you know, obviously, uh, Mike Tomlin inherited Ben Roethlisberger, so that certainly helps the transition, and it's going to give you an opportunity to possibly go win a Super Bowl. Uh, and they've always drafted well out there in Pittsburgh. For the most part, they always seem to get the right guy, whether it be a wide receiver or a linebacker, for God's sake. So uh, I, I I, just, I hate the sham interview. And uh, I, I sometimes I think it does a disservice uh, for those black head coaches. But I also know that there are um, instances where those coaches do end up getting jobs just simply because of the Rooney rule. And I think Mike Tomlin is a prime example of that. Yeah,
4: but I mean, Bill Belichick being available and wanting to coach Someone was going to hire him. I mean, and, and this is not some regular head coach who's getting a, another opportunity um, who maybe shouldn't, like an Adam Gase. I mean, this is Bill Belichick, the most decorated head coach of his generation. So someone was going to hire him.
5: Well, there's no... I mean, same. you could say the same thing about, uh, you know, Pete Carroll. You could say the same thing about Mike Vrabel. But, you know, all three extremely successful successful head coaches for different reasons and, of course, at different ages... And, uh, yeah, I think that uh, everything that I've read out of Atlanta is that everything went smoothly. It went smoothly. The initial meeting with Arthur Blank, uh, there's people in that building down there that are comfortable with Bill Belichick. He's comfortable with them. Um, So I just think it's a matter of time before this, this thing gets announced. And, you know, it's amazing. I think we were talking about this. I feel like five weeks ago we were talking about where would he go if, in fact, he decided to leave and Bob Kraft let him leave. And who would replace Bill Belichick in New England? If Bill ends up going to Atlanta, and now with Gerard Mayo taking over for Bill in uh, New England, everybody's pretty much spot on. (laughs) Well, yeah. All the predictions are pretty much spot on. I
4: mean, the Falcons came out of nowhere, though, Mm -hmm. in this thing. Like, I'm sorry. We talked about the commanders. We talked about the Bears. We talked about the Chargers. I didn't think that the Atlanta Falcons would have been a place he went until Adam Schefter threw that out there immediately when Bill Belichick was announced that him and Robert Kraft were parting ways where he said that Arthur Blank has taken some runs at some big coaches before. Now Bill Belichick's available, sort of dropping that hint. And I was like, really? He'd go to the Falcons? And I I don't know. I mean, seeing into the future is impossible in the NFL, but I feel like the way that it ended in New England, and now he's going to take this Falcons job, I... I think that his legacy towards the end here is going to be tarnished because unless he gets a really good quarterback, he's going to suck down. All it. right, so Tom, He's going to suck down Tom there Brady with left. a Falcons logo on a hoodie, and it's going to look stupid. And if I were him, uh, I would have just gone away. I'm 70-something years old. No like way. All the money in the world. Nope. I'm going to find a new girlfriend somewhere. I'm going to buy a house on Martha's Vineyard. I'm going to sit there and uh, drink Sauvignon Blanc and make fun of you, all the other know, coaches in the NFL. You
5: don't know Bill Belichick. He wants that record. He wants the coach. That's his life. That's what he does. You're not getting it with the and by the way, you know Tom Brady left for the Tampa Bay Bucks, so same com- same division, same conference, obviously. Um, so, and Tom Brady won a Super Bowl with the Bucks. So, I, I would I would say depending on who their quarterback is going to be down there, and they're going to you know wipe out that quarterback room for sure. Um, that will determine how far they can go. I mean they ha- they do have good players. They have some of the most explosive offensive players in the league. And they'll add to that, I'm sure, because you know, Arthur Blank's getting up there like Jerry Jones is getting up there, like a lot of these guys are getting up there and they wanna win. So uh look, I he wants the coach, he wants to set the record, he has every right to go, you know, back and do that. I don't care with what franchise, but I do think you're right. I think it's the NFC South. Baker Mayfield led his team to the you know, to the playoffs. They gotta go on the road now to Detroit. Uh I don't know what the Panthers are doing. Uh, the Saints are, you know, stuck with Derek Carr. I mean, this is like this is an opportunity of a lifetime. If you ask me, if you get, if you pick the right team, like Tom Brady, pick the right team. Yeah. But Tom Brady was the quarterback, the most in- integral part of all of it, and he had Bruce Arians as his coach. I think if Bill Belichick can find the right quarterback, do you like that? I do like. like I do like that, Kirk. I do like that. Mm-hmm. No, but if he can find the right quarterback, that that would be the thing. And I don't well, know and, the,
4: and that's the thing that people are talking about now. I think you you know, Kirk Cousins was asked about it. Was it on K. Adams that he it wasn't on K. Adams uh, wherever he was? He was asked about it and said, you know, opportunity to play with a Super Bowl winning head coach and a Hall of Famer would be great. We got to see what happens in March and. Yeah, it feels like the Minnesota Vikings are done with Kirk Cousins, especially after the injury and that. Oh, they got Zach Wilson coming. That could be a mistake, or they're gonna—I don't know. They I, got Zach Wilson
5: coming. I got my ear to the ground. Ear to the ground. You get your fat Perez shirt I, on again I, today. Yeah,
4: I do. Listen,
5: your fat Perez. It's gonna it's ear gonna to the be ground. And Zach it's, Wilson and Michael Penix.
4: It's not. It's well. Okay, then if you draft a guy, then that's great. But I there is last year they tried desperately to trade up to get Anthony Richardson. I think this year they're going to desperately trade up to get one of these top guys. One of these. I'll top be looking three guys. for
5: that big Penix. And
4: I, if you know, Penix might fall to them where they are. But I, I would not be surprised if they gave some Man. sort of ridiculous package to go up and get some one of these other guys. But we'll see. And I'm, I'm just thinking, Michael
5: Penix in a dome with Justin Jefferson and Madison and Oh, Hawkinson. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, that would, that would be great. Oh. That, I'm fine with that. The Zach Wilson thing, I'm
4: not fine with. But anyway, so Kirk could probably go. Uh, to the Atlanta Falcons, and then he's he's back in a dome, and he's got those weapons, and he got a veteran quarterback, and all that stuff. But I mean, Bill Belichick better have an offensive coordinator knows what he's doing because he has proven that he cannot <clears throat> hire a coaching staff if it does if Josh McDaniels what, is not there.
5: What happens if Gerard Mayo decides to go with Josh McDaniels as an OC, and and they go on and they draft obviously a young quarterback? Again, yeah, and they somehow figure it out, and they go on to win without Bill Belichick in New England. Yeah, I mean that would be that, that to me is is more damaging, uh, I think, right now than Tom Brady going and winning a Super Bowl down in Tampa, uh, Tampa, to Bill's kind of legacy. Like if somehow Gerard Mayo and uh, Josh McDaniels all stay together up there in New England, which is a possibility, I guess. <clears throat> That would be unbelievable.
4: Yeah, I mean, Josh, <clears throat> Josh McDaniels goes down to Atlanta with mm-hmm. Bill Belichick. That's that's the best situation, uh, and and Bill O'Brien's now going to Ohio State, so that is out of the mix. Yeah, Bill's worked with you know very few guys that and that he trusts. You know, when when he gets those guys there, they're there for a long time. Whether it was you know Charlie Weiss, Josh McDaniels, Bill O'Brien, those guys. Matt and, Patricia, <clears throat> you know, Matt Patricia, Joe Judge. Yeah, so he he, there's guys he's trusted in his world. If Bill O'Brien's got a different job, Josh McDaniels doesn't come back, obviously these other guys are, are not going to be around. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, who is going to be his offensive coordinator? That would be my – if I were Arthur Blank, I'd say I'm not hiring you unless Josh McDaniels is with you. Phil because- gave me
5: a pretty good idea yesterday, <clears throat> depending on who their quarterback is. Maybe this Greg Roman. Like, if they somehow ended up with uh, Justin Fields – and you put Greg Roman with Justin Fields and Bill Belichick with the defense. And Greg Roman was the offensive
4: coordinator for, for the Ravens for, for the and Ravens. Lamar
5: Jackson for a lot of years that he had a lot yeah. of success. You know, obviously, then then went to Todd Munkin, and you know, and Lamar had by far his best year this year, and most likely is going to run away with the MVP vote uh, by virtue of beating both the Dolphins and the 49ers late in the season. You know, and that's why I think it's a different Lamar. You know, this is a team man, I think that had eight victories versus winning teams with 14 or more points spread in the victory. And Lamar has been unbelievable. And now he has not had a great uh, postseason run. I think he's only got one win and three losses, and his numbers are really terrible in the postseason. But I I feel like this year he's different. I feel like he is ready to roll, and he's got this chip on his shoulder, finally getting that contract. They may get Mark Andrews back this week. I I just think he's like a different player this year, and I think he's gonna have a monster game against Houston on Sunday. On yeah, Saturday, better. actually. Saturday. <laughs>
4: I mean he better because he's done everything else. He's gonna win another MVP that's two MVPs for him. He's had great regular seasons. And it all comes down to this sort of the same situation with Dak Prescott, and everybody is on was on him and he lays an egg again. Lamar Jackson, same stuff. Like you've done it all, but you haven't won that huge game in the postseason. Uh, so, all right. So, we think that
5: where's Jim Harbaugh going to go? L.A.? I still, the think that, I still think the Chargers, yes. All right. Where's Vrabel going to go? I don't know if he's going to go anywhere right now. He may he may end up going with Bill as a defense coordinator down in uh, Atlanta. You never know. Mm. You know, the other thing, too, is I do believe that Ben Johnson's going to get a job, he's the offensive coordinator. For the Detroit Lions. I also think Bobby slowick has got a really good chance of getting one of these jobs. He's the offense coordinator for Houston. And, you know, they're running that offense with C.J. Stroud, who's had a monster year as a rookie quarterback. That, you know, everybody else is running. That Green Bay's running. Uh, uh, Miami's running. San Francisco's running. Uh, the Houston Texans are running. The You know, it's a kind of a modified West Coast, Kyle Shanahan, Mike Shanahan offense.
4: Yeah. I'm just looking at this. I think, I think Raheem I
5: mean, Morris is going to have a shot for <laughs> the commanders. Um, I also think, I'm trying to think, uh, oh, the uh, the office coordinator for the Miami Dolphins is, may get one of these jobs. We think that Dan Quinn has the inside spot there in Seattle. Yeah, and, I mean, the coaching carousel board here is just, it's crazy. I mean, it's just absolutely I do, th- I do think Antonio Pierce has got a really good shot at the Raiders job.
4: I mean, is anybody else interviewed out there? I yeah, heard they're, they're, inter-
5: they're interviewing people.
4: Like who, though? I mean, they didn't interview Harbaugh. They didn't interview Vrabel, did they? I mean, if those guys are available and you're not interviewing them, what the hell are you doing? I mean, I guess that means that they're keeping Antonio Pierce. I I feel like that's going to be the case, and
5: I feel like that's what the players want.
4: Well, definitely. It's not feels like. I mean, Devontae Adams and Max
5: Crosby, the the leaders of that team, flat out came out and said it, that they only want to play for Antonio Pierce. Which is amazing because he has such a short period of time to turn that thing around, and it also goes to show you that maybe, just maybe, Josh McDaniels was so, so screwed up that, you know, uh, that, you know they, they stopped playing for him.
4: Yeah, well, he, he can't be a head coach. Can't lead a locker room. Can't be in tune. Can't be a head coach. Can be a great offensive coordinator. We've seen that. Cannot be a good head coach. So that's why I think Bill's got to reunite with him down there in Atlanta. And then the next thing is, who the hell is going to play quarterback for them? Is it Justin Fields? He's got to have a plan. You know, Bill, when he's talking to Arthur Blank later today, and they probably hammer out a contract, I, they have to have talked either in the first interview or the second interview who he wants and how he's going to get him.
5: Well, the first interview is basically getting to know each other, talking about different things. What do you think about my team? What does my team need? Uh, what do you What do you think about my building? Can you get along with the people in the building? You know, that kind of stuff that they that they go through, and I'm sure that Arthur wanted to know about. You know, scheduling and how he runs things and, you know, can you handle this, you know, this athlete? It'd be interesting to see how the Atlanta Falcon players respond to this. I mean, don't you think they'd be excited about it? I would it? like to think they are, I mean, but you never know. I mean, you know, you know, in, in league circles, you know, players from New England are probably saying, look, man, he's not a lot of fun to be around. You know, and there is no tweeting or posting on X there's no Instagramming. There's no TikToking. There's none of that stuff. That's all going to be a part of the game plan or the uh, the playbook when they get it or the iPad when they get it. And it will say the surface. I guess the Microsoft, Microsoft surface, surface. Yes. They'll get it and the rules will be like this. These are your responsibilities when it comes to dealing with uh, social media and things like that. And I'm not so sure that, you know, some of these guys are going to really like that.
4: All right, Boomer and Geo just getting started on this feel-good football Friday. Bill Belichick looks like he's going to be the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. We have divisional playoff weekend. CeeLo in. Jerry has officially, he has the regular flu, not the stomach virus, Ah! not the neurovirus, the regular flu, uh, which is not a good thing either. So we are hitting, we're hitting these uh, illnesses from all angles here on Boomer and Geo. We've had COVID run through here. Now we have the regular flu that's running through here. All we need is the Neurovirus and maybe croup. Maybe we get a little taste of croup as well. We did uh, have but
5: uh, What did Allie have?
4: Oh, Allie had like uh, eye, eye COVID or something. Eye, eye, eye crust virus. I don't know.
5: Got to ask her what it was. I mean, it was she out there.
4: It was it was rough. Yeah, whatever it was, she had to wear the glasses and stuff. I mean, it yeah, looked like someone put like super glue on her eyelids. <laughs> Call from mom. Answer it.
1: Call silenced.
4: All right, and Geo on the fan in CBS Sports Network on this Feel Good Football Friday. Jerry with the flu, the regular flu. Uh, I don't know what I'd rather have when you talk about the regular flu or the stomach virus. I mean, the regular flu lasts longer. Yeah. And it's, you could be like hospitalized and the stomach virus is very, very
7: terrible. It's awful, but it ends quicker. Yeah, it's like a 24-hour in and out. I'd, I'd yeah. rather take that express. What you don't express want route. is the RSV. You don't want RSV. that, man. You have yeah. RSV,
4: not good. That don't thing want sucks. Don't want the RSV. That thing lingers. Lingerer? That thing lingers, man. You know what's lingering in my house right now is strep. Oh, God. Yeah, that's what we got going on there. So we
5: got conjunctivitis. We yeah. got strep. We got flu. We got COVID. We got RSV. What? what? Who but had RSV? I mean, and, by the way, RSV? By, and by the way, you're not sick, are you? Because you're always sick when you come in. No,
7: here. I'm recently getting over being sick. Yeah. See? What'd you have? Strep. You had strep? Yep. I thought that was a kid's thing. So did I. I have
4: kids, dude. (laughs) No, no, no. But Gina and I, it's been in our house now. Like, they've got it, and then it came back. Oh, it came back? Really? Yeah. Even after
7: antibiotics?
4: Yeah. Wow. Even after that, and then it came back. So it's been in our house for three weeks, and Gina and I haven't gotten it because we have adult immune systems, apparently.
7: Okay. And you don't. Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) Meanwhile, this guy. COVID, you just mentioned RSV, yeah. the neurovirus. You guys love to take shots at Jerry and I. Meanwhile, you said the other day, I heard you, oh, I've been spitting up mucus for three weeks. I have. This guy, I filled in for you when you were out with COVID, and I was just fine. So let's be fair. We yeah, all but go through. I think through. you guys bringing in here. Oh, like Jerry, here had it. Right, yeah. Jerry had it. Jerry had the flu, yeah, and yeah, now we're yeah. going to get it. No, yeah, you, you guys, guys are patient ago, He did the right thing. He was sitting out there, and all of a sudden, he felt it, and he got the hell out of here. The Billy Jockalone stuff was tremendous, by the way. I <laughs> was dying. Uh, he, he
4: was great, stepping right in. Not a lot of people have that type of balls, man. No, I listen. I just get come call in, in like that. In the
7: world do that, firing those cuts. You, you know what awesome. that is?
5: That's the back end of the bullpen, right there. Listen, that's an innings eater,
7: utility man. And he, he, it did it, and he did Five a good job. Funny, and you know, he knows the deal. Put him in a tough spot. He man. knows the deal. i
5: yeah.
4: good.
7: All right,
5: Celo. Uh, let's see how a pro does it over
7: there.
4: Update. My God,
5: between you and Peter Schwartz, my my freaking ex is like jammed in there. Oh, Celo is the greatest. You know, give him Spike's job. Oh, Do this right. We no. need more Celo. Yeah, I got a lot of that. You think wow. that was his burner account? Uh, I thought so. There's one guy on there like, who loves like Celo.
7: you my phone and you can confirm I don't have a burner? Account. <laughs> I don't think you're be probably doing it sick if he hands you the phone. Right, yeah,
6: I don't you're
5: sick.
7: <laughs> don't give me that. No, you're
5: probably doing it from your computer
4: out <laughs>
7: there. Oh yeah, from a company computer. That makes a lot yeah, of sense. Yeah, just Celo. This one guy loves Celo.
4: No matter what is going on, he suggests CeeLo should have that job. Talk show host, update anchor, program director, Giants defensive coordinator. I did not do
7: Spike's job, so I do not. I was was just
4: thinking about you in that job.
7: No, you weren't. Yeah, I was just now. That's why I
4: paused. (laughs) I was thinking about you back in that office.
7: (laughs) No shot. Hmm. Hmm. That's not a bad idea. No chance. Yeah. What do you mean, no chance? No chance you wouldn't want to do it? I'm not not, at this. Let me. Preface it with this: This is not a commentary on Spike; it's just on that job in general. But he, I'm not,
5: uh, he, you're one of his decisions, by the way. what If do you, you mean? remember that,
7: <laughs> if I remember it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you guys only remind me of it every single time. Right? I so he here. took you
5: off a of Carton and Roberts.
7: uh We don't know. I don't know who, who made the ultimate call there, but that's fine. That's ancient Al,
8: history. Took we took him don't off to of go Carton down and that and I don't know what went down with that. All it was right. very confusing. Do we, we don't need to oh, oh, I, I didn't hear this. It. <laughs> it was very confusing. I don't know how what went down with that. It was, it was one of those situations where I think there were so many hands involved, so no one too could many take cooks, the too, many too, too many cooks in right. the kitchen.
5: So too many, so many cooks <laughs> sucks <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs> by design, probably. Al, so we couldn't figure out the answer. Right. right. What I was going to say is I'm not cutthroat enough. Yeah, not cutthroat enough. And I wonder. That's if, not to say Spike is. By yeah. the
4: way, I wonder if the next guy is going to be ha- going to be able to handle it. The Unlike job? Spike did, because <laughs> he bailed two and a half years in.
9: I <laughs> <laughs> think this next guy's going to make
4: it. Oh, come on, he bailed.
7: He's going to be on the air, an afternoon drive I'm, in his hometown. Well, come on. his hometown. I'm saying right? this with I a know. smile,
5: I obviously. Well, you just yes. you just never know. There's a major shakeup coming. Major shakeup. Major shakeup. Shake up. Yeah,
7: it out. I enjoyed your subtle hints at that uh, on Wednesday's show yeah. as well. That was mm-hmm. fun. So as long okay. as
4: I could hold it in. Uh, <laughs> by the way, remember when Zach Wilson said before Aaron Rodgers went to the Jets, if they bring in a veteran quarterback, I'm going to make that dude's life hell.
5: <laughs> You're going to do that to the next PD.
7: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, it's uh, all spikes for. Every yeah. day one, you guys guilt. Tripped him for not being here at like five a.m. and that is true. Life is right. miserable. He has to come in here, yeah. you know, before the sun rises every day. Just so you guys he, don't bust his shots on the
5: He showed an appreciation and respect for our show. Yeah, I
7: believe you also That's called him a
5: heroin addict
7: the <laughs> first day. <laughs>
4: God, you shamed him for not coming <laughs> in and yeah. said he looked like a heroin addict.
7: Oh boy,
5: <laughs> that was his uh, <laughs> welcome
4: indoctrination. Welcome to the yep. Yeah.
6: Yep.
5: Yep. Make sure uh, we got Narcan on staff. <laughs>
4: oh, Jesus, man. <laughs> God. That's a little too serious. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. What do you have over yeah, there? Yeah. Brought to
7: you by Town Fair <laughs> Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Uh, maybe not the walk in the park we would have expected, but the Knicks did outlast the Wizards at the Garden last night. Run some fake drives.
1: laugh It's good
7: and Brunson, the Brunson blitz continues. Mike Breen, MSG. Yes! At twenty of his forty-one points coming in the fourth quarter to help seal the deals. The Knicks held off Washington, 113-109. When we stay resilient. Uh, I mean, like you said, they're never going to quit. And um, that's, I mean, despite their record, I mean, they play hard. That's, that's a really good team over there. So uh, we just found a way to win. Brunson doing what he could to talk up the seven-win Wizards on the court there yeah, on MSG well, I mean, afterwards. You know, you got to do I, what you
5: got to do. Look, I think. Both the Knicks and the Rangers last night went into games thinking that, you know, with the injuries for the Vegas Golden Knights, oh, we're going to walk through this one. You know, Val Kett was talking about this in the pregame. You know, you got to go in there and get this one. Don't take anything for granted. Mm-hmm. Get their asses
7: handed to them. Well, they came out flying early. They just didn't get any goals to show for it. We'll yeah, get yeah, to every, them.
5: Because every goaltender we play against ends up playing like yeah. King Dryden, for God's well, sake. Well,
7: except against Seattle the other
5: night. They did yeah. take care of Well, that guy played
7: one game. Right, because that's what I mean. It was a backup. They had to their key players out, and yeah, they, they wiped them on home ice. 25 know? shots on goal, and he or let some softies in. Okay. And I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, it wasn't a good night for him. But uh, the God. Knicks did get it done on a back-to-back with the starting five playing heavy minutes. He got only seven points from the bench last night. There was no Josh Hart. He sat it out with knee soreness. He actually had an Evan Fournier sighting in this game, which is always uh, an, eye- an eyebrow raiser a little bit. Brunson ends up playing 40 minutes. Maybe they're minutes. playing him just so somebody can take a look at him and scout him. Well, maybe. Plus, Hart was out, so someone had to play. Uh, Tom Thibodeau on his point guard doing whatever it takes to
6: win. He made great reads. He got to the line. Then they went to they changed the matchup. Then they went to the double team, and he got off the ball. He didn't fight it.
7: He is the true
6: team player. So something
4: pops in my head every time I hear a Tom Thibodeau cut, <laughs> and I'm not gonna. I won't fully complete the thought if you guys don't know what I'm talking about.
7: If you know what I mean. All right,
4: so you know there there was this toy probably 15 years ago. Where it was like a, a bass on like someone yeah, so would I'm, hang a so bass.
5: It, yeah. and it would move over Flap. and sing
4: like don't flop. worry yeah yeah be happy so every time i hear tom thibodeau <laughs> speak i th- i think of that bass with that big lower lip and that's what i picture <laughs> wow is like the bass head turning go, yeah so we had a good game and you know <laughs> we got a rebound and i just picture him as that bass now i don't know why
7: my brain is a weird place. That is weird, but I don't disagree. You don't understand. Where now we're going? that you said it, I do. I can see you can that. See it mounted on the wall. Yeah, air turns air. It around like, Jalen did a really good job. <laughs> you know,
3: <laughs> I feel like I feel like you know he's kind of like you. Like
5: he's got constant congestion. <laughs> oh, I stop it. Is that the word? Well, I, mean, I mean, the last three weeks he's had con- so, so have you. for him. I'm talking about the boss.
7: Yeah, you again. You <laughs> act like you know you never get sick and all is well and perfect. I mean, come on now. All I'm
5: saying be fair. is, that you brought it up. I'm saying that it sounds to me like he has constant congestion. Yeah. That's well,
4: it sounds to me like a, a fake bass on a wall. That yeah. Seems, okay. Don't worry, be
5: happy. That's fitting. <laughs>
7: I'm
4: that glad you guys fit. remember that toy. Oh, that I was did? a big thing. Oh, yeah.
7: You were worried, but you were like, I'm going to put this out there. Yeah, and who's the to no think idea I'm, idea nuts. I'm talking about? Bass right. on the wall. Bass on a the the board. Right? There <laughs> you go. Knicks have won 8 of 10. And now they've got RJ Barrett and Emmanuel quickly coming back to the garden with the Raptors tomorrow night. Toronto lost to the Bulls Thursday 116
5: 110. Did they play a video trip? Tribute to quickly and
7: battle. Oh, 100%. Yeah, they have yes. to. That's okay. an easy one. Yeah.
5: All right. That's a, that's a slam
7: dunk. Likeable
4: done. guys. 100%. Yes.
7: Absolutely. Uh, and the Raptors, after the Pascal Siakam trade as well, have lost five of their last six. So have the Rangers, by the way. It's five out of six now. Fast start through the first 10 minutes last night out in Vegas. Nothing to show for it. And then they got blitzed by the defending chance. Out and drops it back.
0: Here comes Korsak. Scores! <laughs>
7: That's Sam Rosen on MSG+. Two goals in 25 seconds for Vegas to make it 4-0
1: <laughs> in the second.
7: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jerry's laughing at home. By the way, his devils are having their own problems right now, so yeah. easy with that. You got a long uh, way to go. Former Ranger Brett Howden, the empty netter, of course. Uh, 5-1 Vegas yes. win. Head coach Peter Laviola. I
10: mean, it's a tough one. I thought our guys started with the right intentions and... You know, they played. They played hard the whole night. Just, I hate the score, and you know, the game just kind of unraveled in the wrong way for us. For it seemed like a group that was ready to play,
7: and it was not a great night for Shostakin after good games against Washington and Seattle. By the way, that's the eighth time already this season they've allowed two goals in a span of less than thirty seconds. So Ridiculous. that has been a problem for and, them. And the fact
5: is, they got twenty-eight wins, which is amazing. Yeah, I mean, they've had such an up. Like it's this this last. Eleven month, games, month or so. Yeah, has just not been very good. Gotta they, get back in there. Yes, soon. they do. I well, you know, just hope to
7: get him back in the country. Uh, it sounds like that might be happening sooner rather than later. Yeah, I hope well, so. Once he's here, we got to keep him healthy. That's the key. Yeah.
5: Well, I mean, if Igor is going to play like like he does in yeah, these games, yeah, they have no shot. Yeah. Like, when he plays well, I mean, they're virtually unbeatable. But when he has a tough game, it's eye opening. You know what I feel like when you guys start doing this with the Rangers back and, uh, and forth? Is when wall. I go. No, no, no. When I go and pick <laughs> up my car.
4: And I'm speaking English to the guys that are getting my car, and then they start speaking to each other yeah, yeah, in yeah. Spanish, yeah. and I don't know what they're saying. So, like, I'm part of it for a little bit, and then they start going. I'm like, I have no idea what they're talking right. about. They they
7: right? talking That's what of, just been talking about me. I'm sorry they about say that. Say Philip Heedle
0: out of the country for yeah. what? They sent him home. He's he had, had a, a concussion. He went back to Czechia.
5: He had a little bit of a depression.
0: Right. Check you, check you, check you now, yeah, check you. Yeah. And he
7: posted a picture on Instagram and all his Rangers gear, big smile. He's skating with Yarmir Yager over there. So oh, yeah, nice, it's all good. Yeah, that's good. Okay. he will be back soon. Then you uh, to get a little home cooking. That's yeah, all. right. Family, great. Yeah, exactly. Yes, very good. Uh You talked about Belichick to the Falcons gaining steam. Could Kirk Cousins potentially join him in Atlanta? <laughs> Don't rule it out. I'm not going to turn down
9: an opportunity to play with a you know future Hall of Fame coach, but uh we'll have to see where. March leads it's just a lot of unknowns right now. And
7: by the way that was with CBS Sports what? Isabel Gonzalez. All right. And, uh, so what do you say Adams. about
5: his uh, Achilles anything?
7: Uh that I don't know. I'll have to get No update back on, to on the on Achilles. There might no. have been. I mean uh his obviously took place after Rodgers he did not have the speed bridge is that the proper term he did not he
5: went uh, the normal way.
7: I don't know if it was normal but I don't I think he said he didn't do the speed He didn't bridge. do the same thing right.
5: okay. So. so um by the way it was interesting as I was reading Samini he was saying how The Jets did practice with Aaron Rodgers running the offense and C.J. Mosley running the defense on the practice
7: field. Ones against ones.
5: Right, the last few practices. Which is rare for in-season. Yeah, I guess they just wanted to... like send him off in the offseason feeling like he was a part of this season okay that's what i feel like so. very good
7: mike mccarthy back with the cowboys as we know he met the media thursday at the moment uh heading into lame duck status for 2024 what's his message i came here
11: to win a championship i didn't come here to get another contract or um anything other than that um i came to dallas to win the world championship and that's why i'm standing here and um
7: Buy into us. (laughs) Quite the sell job there at the end. Buy into us. How about Mike Tomlin? A few days to cool off post-loss to the Bills, where he walked off the podium when asked about his contract. Good
6: afternoon. Uh, In a little better mood today, man. Anybody got any contract questions? Uh, I'll say this. um, I certainly could have handled that situation better than I did. But
7: he stood firm. He didn't think it was the right time or place to address it just minutes after their season ended. Yeah, one thing he, he, he could not be is a
4: stand-up kid. comedian. That's one thing. <laughs> like, he could definitely be a books-on-tape guy. He could be great during a GPS situation, but a stand-up comedian no. with his
5: timing there would not would not work. You yeah. think he would be a good GPS voice? <clears throat> like Absolutely,
7: yeah, yeah. But I would definitely... CarPlay, ways. Yeah, yeah, all of that Waze, stuff yeah. great. Guest voice on Waze, I'd be yeah. all about that.
4: But his timing there with that joke was, was not good. <laughs> It played better
7: visually because he had a you know a nice grin on his face. Oh, he was smiling. That's yeah, nice. yeah. That was nice. Uh, Bill O'Brien, I guess, got the stiff arm from Gerard Mayo, so he's going to be the uh, offensive coordinator at Ohio State, and the Bears are going to apparently talk to Cliff Kingsbury about their offensive coordinator Oof. job. Well, you got the Caleb Williams connection with USC, know, so we'll see how that plays out. Uh, we've got Marcus Stroman on Zoom, but perhaps you'd like to save that for next hour. Since yeah, I'd like to, you know what, Ready? save it for tomorrow. Tomorrow. That's, yeah, tomorrow okay. be the perfect time to play. Right. Him. So you're not interested in hearing from Marcus No, Stroman. not at all. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
6: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Modelo is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
3: Feel good football Friday. Boomer and Geo on the fan
4: and CBS Sports Network. You know, I love a Twitter beef. And this is one I didn't know that I needed in my life. And it's RG3 and Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden was the head coach of the Washington franchise when RG3 was drafted there. And, of course, the injury and then Kirk Cousins taking over and all the drama that was there with Dan Snyder. And these guys have been getting into it now over the last several days. And it is phenomenal because neither one of them are holding back. Now, the moral of this story,
5: or guess my thesis statement
4: on this story is... You guys both sucked in the NFL, right?
5: Like So when oh, Jay Gruden was with the Bengals, he was actually pretty good. That's why he got the job in Washington.
4: Yeah, but as a head coach in the NFL, yeah. he sucked. RG3 is a quarterback in the NFL, couldn't stay healthy, and ended up blowing his career because of his personality, apparently, too, and the locker rooms hated him. So, like, who sucked more is basically going on between these two guys, but it's still entertaining, uh, and it all started when Jay Gruden tweeted out, "If I ever did to a quarterback with with what the Eagles are doing to Jalen Hurts, I apologize. I would never do that or something and the, and, like that." And the reason he was
5: saying that because if you watched the, the he said, pick up a blitz, is right, right. Said. If you saw the Bucks game, you, you know we all know Todd Bills likes the blitz. So I get. I guarantee you, this week Ben Johnson is looking at all this film. Uh, that the Bucks have put out there, and he will have an answer for Jared Goff. And Jared Goff may get hit once or twice with a free blitzer, but for the most for the most part, he will have an answer to where to go with the ball. And he's a seasoned veteran quarterback and should be able to handle it. Right. So then, RG three
4: does this glasses on the end of the nose picture and like this quizzical face quote tweeting that. And then Jay Gruden came back and said, sarcastically, I think, yeah, you're right, all the coaches were wrong, you were great, or something like that. And then RG3 puts out this YouTube video, it says, Dear Coach Gruden, and, and it talks about everything that happened from his perspective in Washington. And Jay Gruden responds, you really want to play this game? And RG3 responds, I'm not playing any games. I'm retired. You have a free invite to come on the show and discuss face-to-face. I know where all your bodies are buried, Jay. Don't play with me. And then Jay responds with a video of him racing a pigeon on ESPN yeah. and says, go race a pigeon. Yeah, RG3 is of- a big, long thing. to. But Jay Gruden is cracking me up with this stuff because he seems like... He finally came to the realization he's never going to coach in the NFL again. So he's like, screw it. I'm just going to say the stuff that's on my mind. And then maybe somebody will hire
5: me in the media. That's what I think is yeah, going well, on here. I'll, I'll tell you one thing. What happened was, I, I think what happened in Washington is that RG3 and Daniel Snyder became best buddies. Yeah. And that, that was really what happened there. That it was more about the brand than it was about the playing. And it was about getting close to the owner and usurping the coaching and all of that crap. And you know that's what that's all of that stuff was coming out of Washington at that time. <clears throat> I remember I covered their playoff game where RG three heroically went out there and tried to beat the Seattle Seahawks with a bad knee. You know, he did what Philip Rivers tried to do against the New England Patriots. Yeah. And his whole game was moving around and running and maybe too much running for Jake Rudin's liking. I'm, you know, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that he was not processing things. Most rookies don't. Yeah, But the fact of the matter is he was a good athlete, and uh, but he nuzzled up against the owner. And I think that just rubbed the entire coaching staff the wrong way and his teammates, by the way. Yes, and this, by the way, was the response to the go race
4: a pigeon thing. Yeah, I guess it was a hawk. And RG3 goes, first of all, don't you dare disrespect the hawk. He is a saint and a quality opponent who could fly up to 120 miles an hour. And he says a bunch of other stupid stuff. Then he goes, the pigeon name is more respected than your last name. So, a little shot at him. Yeah, well. of course. So there, there we go. Oh, oh. I mean, it's you sit back and you enjoy it, but I mean, it, it is funny. It's just like, you know, you do that game where you put your hand on the bat and like whoever gets it on top, it's just like, who
5: sucked more? Who sucked more? Who's you? You're the one who sucked more. Got to feel like when they drafted him, they, they, I remember covering that team back then that I just felt like the coaching staff really regretted that pick. And I don't know if they really had much to do with that pick. I think it was more the owner's pick. Yeah, and uh, it turned out to be the nightmare. I think that Jake Rudin ultimately saw coming. Yeah, he also deleted a tweet that was like
4: Kirk was better. You weren't good enough. No one wanted you. And then he ended up deleting
5: that. That's that's. I'm telling you, that's what the the, the reputation was. That's what the story was, and that was that's what the scuttlebutt was. Yeah, the scuttlebutt. Uh, let's go to Matt
9: in Pompton Lakes. What's going on, Matt? How you doing, guys? Good. What's up, man? Not much. I want to know, uh, do you see that Giants are interviewing the assistant coach from the Dolphins, your whip-ass guy?
4: Oh,
11: the uh, uh, Campanile?
9: Yeah, hey, I think it would be a great fit.
4: Yeah, for is, he, is it Rob Campanile is his first name? No, nah, it's
9: uh, Anthony Campanile.
4: Anthony Camp- Campanile. All right, yeah, that's what it is. the yeah,
9: linebacker's coach.
4: On. For the yeah, defensive linebacker.
9: coordinator job? Yeah, he's coming in for an interview. He's on the uh, he's on
5: the list. Oh, that is great. So he is um, you know, under Vic Fangio. And Vic Fangio was uh really put in a tough position here late in the season. They were signing guys off the street like Melvin Ingram. Yeah. And he was blitzing his ass off against Patrick Mahomes in the red zone. And they had to settle for Harrison Butker field goals.
4: Yeah.
5: I wonder if Buffalo does the same thing. I wonder if Buffalo when Pat- when Patrick and those guys get in the end in the red zone. I wonder if they kinda try to do what Miami did. Yeah, I mean that
4: Yeah, you you would think so. And this guy on the Hard Knocks and I hadn't watched the last couple episodes. I I really need to go and check him out, but he is as New York, New Jersey as you can get from a head coaching standpoint. That's why I loved him. He would be He'd be a perfect fit for this area. I don't know if that means anything when you're coaching linebackers. I mean, are we going to be
5: doing this Tommy
4: DeVito thing? No, 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 guy? no, 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 no. He's not doing that. No, he's a he, he, he Rutgers
5: was, guy who went to college at Rutgers. Right. And he right. Grew,
4: I think he grew up in New Jersey. But his whole thing was like, you have to tackle a guy or go after a guy like he just kidnapped your children. Like That's what he was saying. He's like, you go after that guy like they just took your baby girl and then you run them and you catch them and you beat them and you throw them to the ground <laughs> and you whoop their ass like they stole something from you like they kidnapped your kids and I was like this guy yes he would be great get him in here makes a ton of sense get him here makes a ton of
5: sense Rutgers all I mean they're not it's not gonna be a uh, a lateral move unless of course the Dolphins w- want to allow him to leave it would no, have would be, be defensive coordinator. Yeah, be coordinator no time to elevate him time to bring time to bring him here Boomer and Geo coming to you live
4: from the Bill Ford Tough Studio on the fan and CBS Sports Network on this Feel Good Football Friday. So I found the Anthony Campanile speech on Hard Knocks. CeeLo would have to bleep out a lot of stuff, but I played it for Boomer in the breakdown. If you missed, if you're just joining us, it's actually
5: Campanile. Is it Campanile? Yeah.
4: Okay. Campanile, yeah. All right, Campanile. So Anthony Campanile uh, is interviewing for the Giants' defensive coordinator job, as a caller called up in pointed out, and I had said a few weeks ago, this guy was just so New York and so great, and his speech was great, so I played it for Boomer. It was actually better than I remember it being. Imagine some guy comes and takes all your worldly possessions or your mother or your father or my kids. (laughs) You go after that guy, and he will not effing get away with it. (laughs) That right there is pursuit. That's pursuit. And he does this whole thing where he's like, He's like, there's one universal language, and that's an ass whooping. <laughs> ass whooping is, I could go to Greece. I see somebody get their ass whooped, I know what's going on. We might not be able to communicate, but I see someone getting their ass whooped, we know what's up. <laughs> I was like,
5: Jeez, you got to play for the people you love. Yeah, play for the people you love. Honor the people you love. That's why we're here. Mm-hmm. That's pursuit. You know what that is? That's passion is what that is. Oh, my God. It's tremendous. I mean, this this guy I coached over at Don Bosco. Yeah. He played at Rutgers. I coached at Boston College. I mean, he's been around. Yeah. And cool. he's got, he. you know, he's been around these players. He knows what they like to hear and what they need to hear. And uh, I wonder if he's sitting in there with uh, Dayball and Shane right now. He may be. He may be just sitting in there going, we're going to
3: F in pursuit. <laughs> pursuit. <laughs>
4: I mean, he's got such the thick accent yeah. too. It's so great. Just Imagine some guy takes all your worldly possessions, your mother, your father. <laughs> <laughs> you you're not let that guy get away with it. Oh, it's amazing. So uh, if he's here, that'd be great. I'd I'd love to uh, have him locally. Um, that that right there is a football coach. Boomer was cracking up, probably having flashbacks to his playing days. Uh, but that guy is that guy's a football
5: coach. He's intense, that's for sure.
4: Uh, all right, so let's talk about these games. Obviously, it starts off, we're going to get a look at the Baltimore Ravens again for the first time in a while. You know, I mean, sometimes you forget about these one seeds and how good they were because you're so wrapped up in Super Wildcard Weekend, and sometimes they wrap up the one seed, so the last game of the season, you don't see these guys, like you didn't see Lamar Jackson, so you you forget about how good these teams are, and we'll get a look at them again. And the Houston Texans, they are a great story. C.J. Stroud is awesome. D'Amico Ryan's has done an amazing job. They've had injuries. They lost Tank Dell. The offense hasn't slowed down. So they are a scary team. There's no doubt. And they're coming in hot. And the Ravens haven't played in a while. I I still would be very, very surprised if the Ravens season ended here at home against the Texans. But this could be that moment where C.J. Stroud goes from what an amazing rookie season the Texans have their quarterback to this guy is going to compete with Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson for the next 10 years. Like, that's what this win would do for him in his rookie season. I don't think it happens this time around. I think it will happen for him at some point in his career,
5: but I don't think Lamar Jackson loses this game. You know, it's amazing. Uh, C.J. Stroud, you want to talk about a guy who had just an unbelievable season. Here's, Here's a couple of statistics that basically tell you what he is and what he has meant to the Texans. They are seven and three against teams with winning records, and that includes the playoffs. That includes last week's games. They have three wins of fourteen or more points in those ten in those seven of those ten games. Uh he has thrown twenty one touchdowns and only two interceptions and has averaged three hundred and twenty yards per game passing. <laughs> that is insane for that's insane for a normal quarterback, sure. let alone a first year quarterback. Yep. And that's why he's going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year, and that's why there were there was a point in time where he was definitely in the MVP conversation. Now, for Lamar Jackson, the numbers are very, very similar to that of C.J. Stroud. He doesn't throw nearly as much, but he runs more, um, and his record against teams uh, with winning records this year is ten and three. And uh, the the amazing thing is, is that they have eight wins. In those 13 games of 14 or more points against teams with winning records. And the other one little weird stat going into this, not weird stat, but reality stat and a a wake-up call for C.J. Stroud is that rookie quarterbacks going in to play a John Harbaugh team, uh, I think, have only won two out of 20 games in Baltimore. In Baltimore. So at, you know at that place, which is very, very difficult to play. It's a very difficult place to play. And, you know, I mean, we have a recency bias because both Jordan Love and C.J. Stroud had almost picture-perfect games. Now, both of them only attempted 21 passes in their previous games, and they had a very high completion percentage. They were explosive plays. Nico Collins is a Mm -hmm. a monster for, uh, you know, for the uh, Texans, and I would think that the Ravens will try to take him away. I just think that Lamar Jackson's a different player this year. He knows exactly what's going on, He hears everything and he knows that he's one and three in the playoffs. He knows that in his last MVP season that they lost to the Tennessee Titans, things didn't go well there. Uh, his numbers in the playoffs, unfortunately for him are significantly down, but I feel like he's a different player this year. And I felt like when they, when they had to win games and he was getting ready to ascend to what looks like to be another MVP, he beat the teams that he was supposed to beat, including San Francisco and including Miami.
4: Yeah, so this would be a tremendous upset. Obviously, it's a big number. It's it's nine and a half. This would be you know all the outcry that you heard about the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott. You'd hear the exact same stuff about Lamar Jackson and questioning him and can he be, you know the the <clears throat> the likes of Patrick Mahomes and all that stuff. I, it's not going to happen this week. He's they will be hosting a championship game. This thing may get tight. You know, I could I could see C.J. Stroud not going down without a fight. I could see maybe a backdoor cover something like that, but. The Ravens this year are not going out like that. Now, next week, I'm not so sure about that championship weekend. It's going to be fascinating to see who they play and where, you know, that'll be in Baltimore. But uh, this one's not, this is not going to happen. Now, the next one, obviously Saturday night, uh, you've got the Packers going to San Francisco. And I think this is going to be as great as the Packers looked and as great as Jordan Love looked. This is going to be similar to what happened to the Giants after they beat the Vikings in that impressive game last year where they went to Philadelphia and looked like they couldn't compete. This is this is big boy football now. Mm. We're not messing around. This isn't uh, sphincter shrinkage like you had with the Dallas Cowboys where everybody's uh, job was on the line and they folded up.
5: Uh, this is the San Francisco 49ers. They are going to kill mm. the Green Bay Packers. Well, remember, the Green Bay Packers are the youngest team in the playoffs this year. <laughs> Uh, Jordan Love again only 21 attempts last week against the Packers I mean against the Cowboys and of course Dak Prescott had a poor game until the fourth quarter in the garbage time you know when you throw interceptions at a return for touchdowns much like Brock Purdy did against Baltimore when they played Baltimore uh, that's when problems start arising and that's when blowouts start happening I I don't see Jordan Love uh, being like that I think I do think that the San Francisco defense uh, will get after him Um, you know one of the reasons they were able to beat the Cowboys as bad as they did last week was because they were able to run with Aaron Jones. And they were able to run with Aaron Jones because Dallas's defense was banged up. And Dallas played a lot of dime defense. And you could run right at that. And that's exactly what the Packers were doing. That's not going to be the case because the second level of the uh, of the San Francisco 49er defense is, is the strength of their defense with Dre Green- Greenlaw and with Fred Warner. I mean, those two guys are just, you know, they're great inside linebackers. They're tackling machines, and you're not going to see, I don't think you'll see a lot of long runs from Aaron Jones. I know that Matt LaFleur will try to run the ball, to try to slow the game down and keep the ball out of uh, Purdy's hands. Those guys are 18-1 and one when they're all healthy. They're only lost coming to Baltimore, um, and I, I would just think that the 49ers are ready to rock and roll, and I think they are making a beeline to the Super Bowl.
4: Yeah, I mean I agree, and that's why I think this is just going to be a men against boys situation in this game. If uh, if the Packers competed, it would be a bigger shock to me than them blowing out the Dallas Cowboys. All right, Bucks Lions, I I'm so tempted, so tempted to jump on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Baker Mayfield. I, I just the Lions are going to go to the championship game. And I hate saying it, and but they are the Lions are going to the championship game. How interesting will the Bucks make this game? I mean, they played a team last week that was dead. They they beat a team yeah. that was completely dead. And I don't think that we can judge a lot from how good the Buccaneers are from that football game and the Detroit Lions all <clears throat> I don't believe that they're anywhere near where the Niners are. But they're going to win this game, and they're going to go to a championship game. They're going to go out to San Francisco. They might get killed out there, too. But this is going to be another one of those special moments for that city. They got a break. They ended up getting a break with being able to host this game against a team that is
5: not all that good. Right. The Lions aren't going to quit like the Eagles did. The Eagles secondary was horrendous against the Bucs. And I don't necessarily know that I've ever seen Baker Mayfield throw the ball the way that he did last week in Tampa. So here's the thing. Going on the road in a dome... Uh, it has nothing to do with the weather, but what it does have something to do with is the noise. And the noise level at uh, in Lions Stadium last week, uh, Ford Field, was uh, I think the third or fourth loudest stadium in the history of the NFL. And it's also the, the most expensive divisional weekend ticket in history. Uh, this is how into the the team that the Lions fans are out there. and this place is going to be Bonkers again. And I do believe that Ben Johnson, who's one of the best offensive coordinators in the league, will have Jared Goff prepared for the Todd Bowles blitzes. He will have an answer. Jalen Hurts had no answer. That's what Jay Gruden was alluding to. He had no answer. And and for whatever reason, you know, Jalen, whether it be Jalen not throwing it to who he's supposed to be throwing it to or not having uh the actual game plan to do that, I mean that's that's You'd have to ask the coaches, and you'd have to get into the weeds with the player and the coach to find out whether or not the player wasn't doing what he was supposed to do or the coach didn't prepare the player for what he was supposed to do. It's hard to tell, um, and only they know internally. But I will say this. Ben Johnson will have Jared ready. I'm on Ross St. Browns, one of the best wide receivers in the football. He's a uh, an all-pro. Uh, they have two outstanding running backs. And when they run it, and David Montgomery gets going, now all of a sudden Jameer Gibbs is that secondary guy, and he's like a he's like a, a, a just a speck. And Laporta will play in this game. They have the best offensive line mm-hmm. in football. I don't see how the Bucs can go in there and beat the Detroit Lions. And if they did. That
4: would be a disaster for the Lions franchise, and I don't want to hear that, oh, they want a playoff game for the first time ever, and that was great. Oh, favorite. They need to win yeah, this thing. I mean, this. this, when you have an opportunity to get there when you don't normally get there, you cannot lose this game. You can't do it in front of your fans. It would be a nightmare. Now, maybe a few years down the road, you say, okay, you know, that was the team that broke through, and maybe that inspired them to be better, and... If it wasn't for that season, we couldn't build on it, something like that. But in the moment, it's going to be
5: horrible. You know, here's yeah. the thing. They, they, I think I think they'll win, too, and I think that they're going to cover. But I also know that uh, if something happens in the San Francisco Green Bay game where somebody gets hurt or, or, you know, all of a sudden Brock Purdy is, you know, having the ball tipped at the line of scrimmage again and the Packers somehow win, I mean, there's a... There's a possibility that the Lions could end up hosting uh, the, a- the NFC Championship game, which would show you that it is the year of the Lion, which is amazing because there's a lot of things that went right for them late in the season that got them to the number two seed, yeah. including the fact, uh, the number three seed, including the fact that the number two seed, Dallas, lost last week to give them this home game. That is right. Now,
4: I, if the 49ers have another situation where Brock Purdy gets hurt or one of their top three guys gets hurt in the playoffs and they end up losing a game because of it, then then I'm starting to think there's a 49ers curse. Like, you guys got Joe Montana, you got Jerry Rice, you had your dynasty, and now you're not going to touch it again. Like, the football gods would come down and say, <laughs> I'm sorry. Because this this team is as is, is set up for a Super Bowl run as, as any team right, in and They're about memory. as healthy
5: as they've been all year long.
4: Yep. So this, this is it for for them and just as I'm talking about the Lions losing that game it'd be a disaster if the 49ers don't win the Super Bowl this year that is a that's one that's going to really really hurt that fan base that organization John Lynch Kyle Shanahan this this is it it is it is their year all right Chiefs Bills uh Sunday 6:30 on CBS the big one Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs finally on the road for one of these playoff games. The Bills haven't hosted a playoff game against the Kansas City Chiefs. The weather is terrible. Again, they have to dig out the stadium. Well, I think
5: Sunday's going to be okay. I think Sunday's going to be It won't be, be snowing. Okay. I, I think looking at the... Extended you, forecast. Yeah, you never know. But I think the game night is going to be clear i
4: believe and i want it to be clear to be honest with you with these two teams and what those quarterbacks can do i don't want them to be limited by some sort of blizzard i do like that on tv it looks cool whatever but with these two quarterbacks i want to see them going toe to toe and i want to see them in a in an environment where it, it's still outside it will still be cold but an environment where they can succeed and I, I i want the bills desperately to win this football game i will be rooting like hell for them but as we've talked about all week you know, defense being banged up. I mean, you've got now the Kansas City Chiefs where there's a horseshoe up their ass constantly. You know, they ran into the Miami Dolphins where they had a, a, a million injuries on defense, and now here are the Buffalo Bills who were very hot and Josh Allen's playing the best football maybe of his life, but they got big problems on defense too with injuries. So that's where the game is going to come down to: is what Buffalo Bills defense are you going to get uh, on Sunday?
5: Hey, look, if Josh plays like he played last week, just play clean. And don't turn the ball over. It's going to be very difficult to beat them in Buffalo. It really will be. And I think this should be one of these fourth quarter games that these two teams have played where the guy who has the ball last wins. I also think that the uh, Kansas City Chief defense led by, and Giant fans will love this, Steve Spagnolo, they have been one of the best top five defenses in the NFL all year long. And they have a great defensive line. They have tremendous linebackers. They got speed in the secondary um, you know, I don't know if Buffalo has really the manpower to go toe to toe with them because they are healthy. Unlike the Buffalo defense, you now Buffalo was playing with AJ Klein in the middle. Five weeks ago, he was cut. <laughs> you know, he was ready to go on vacation with his family this past week, and Brandon Bean gave him a call and said, "Hey, would you mind coming back to the practice squad?" He goes, ah, "Sure." Then they did he have to him. run that by his wife? Uh, yeah, I guess they were going on vacation. Yeah. And, uh, do you, I'm, no, but I'm serious. Like they're going to Key West, I believe. I mean, do you have to do? You, do you have to run it by or Just like, listen, you figure
4: it out. I'm going there. But, uh, would you, did you think he has to go? Hey, the baby, would you mind? I don't
5: know. He was on the practice squad for a while, and then he got cut because of different other roster maneuvering that they had to do. Ooh. But then you know you have all these injuries, and they he obviously at least knows the defense. So he had 11 tackles last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, but that's Mason Rudolph and the Pittsburgh Steelers, mm-hmm. who did score seventeen points, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I know, and also had another ball intercepted in the in the end zone. I mean, they could have scored a bunch more points. And here comes Patrick Mahomes now. Yeah, I know. This is going to be. I mean, this is, given all the if they were healthy and had Matt Milano and Tre'Davious White and everybody healthy, and Von Miller was, you know, the Von Miller that we saw before the knee injury. You know, I I am going to lead. I am going to lean the Bills because I just feel like. You know, the Bills still got that stinging feeling from that divisional round game where they, they lost in overtime. Now, Kahil Shakir, who filled in for Gabe Davis last week, he made some
4: plays. But Gabe Davis did not practice again on Thursday for Buffalo. He's got the nickname of Big, Gabe, Big Game Gabe. If he were healthy into play in this game
5: and had an impact, that would be huge for the Bills. But their tight ends have been good for them. Knox and... Uh, and Kincaid, their drafted, young drafted kid, they, they've been really good for them. Their offensive line has been really good. Well, that's obviously a huge deal, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, look, I think it's, uh, like I said, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, about, I don't know, 8.45, 9 o'clock on Sunday night, we're all sitting on the edge of our seats waiting to see which quarterback does something spectacular or something stupid.
4: Yeah. Al at 9.45 on Sunday night will be in his fifth REM cycle
8: Al, <laughs> uh, you're going to watch this game live, aren't you? I will not. I'll get up and come here early, and I will watch the um, fast version on the NFL Plus That out. kicks off at 6.30. Oh, yeah. I'll watch that then. First half. First I will see first half. You will not see any of the third quarter. No.
4: And I'm with Al. But I will watch. I'll get up and watch it on TiVo. Are you going to watch, watch the, the of beginning of-, of the game, Eddie? Yeah. Uh, yeah, until I fall asleep. Okay.
5: That's amazing. I watched the uh, first two periods of the Ranger game last night. I was so disgusted. I had to turn it off. That, that game, game started at 10 o'clock yeah. last night. You're sick. Sick
4: in the head. I'm really? not sick in the head. You're sick. I mean, I, I look so forward
5: head. to these games this year, man. It's unbelievable. All right. Good and, for then, you. And to see that direct last night was very disappointing for me.
4: Well, I got some uh, C4 300 milligram, the ultimate energy. I got a delivery yesterday. So, nice. If you need one of those, let me know.
5: I'm just going to get
4: a cup of coffee here in a second. I know. We love Dunkin'.
5: Yeah. Hopefully, we got some fresh coffee back there, Al. We do. We do. Fresh okay, Dunkin'. Nice. And that'll get the job done. All right.
4: Gio on the fan and CBS Sports Network on this feel good football Friday. So, this happens to be all the time. So, I'm not trying to uh, ageist Boomer here, but this happens to be all the time as well. Ageist. You know, do whatever, you know. Ageism. Ageism. Yeah, I know. Of course I do. I'm not not trying to do that at all. um, But, Boomer opened the door and said, Yeah, they don't know Gio. And then walked in, and I said, Who doesn't know me? In two seconds, Boomer goes, I literally forgot what we were talking about.
5: <laughs> you know why? Because I had three conversations going on. I had Al, Eddie, and Spike. Spike's there. Oh, okay. And I was talking to Spike about something about you. Yeah. And somehow, some way. They, all, I, I think you misunderstood what I said. <laughs> no, 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 I heard it. Trust no, I me, I heard they, that one hundred percent. No, they all know Geo and appreciate. No, no, Gio. no,
4: I heard they. No, they don't know Geo. That's exactly what I said. Who doesn't mm. know me?
8: It's why did I say there. that?
5: Why don't you ask him? I don't know. Why would I have said that, Al?
8: Just walking into the studio? Yes. There? No, see, it, that wasn't the, the conversation. Was. That's
5: what I'm saying. i do not going to get he those heard. ears checked. Yeah. I think I was just busting your chops when I was walking in here. But you weren't.
7: Because you were looking the other way. Yeah, I, I, I
5: said it loud enough so you could hear it.
7: I heard Scuttlebutt a couple times yeah, as yeah. well. Oh, okay.
5: Oh, you know what? I did? Oh, yeah. oh, this is what happened. Oh. Yeah, that's right. I was watching Fox News yesterday. Shocker. All right, good. I don't care. People are smart. So I'm watching a five. And they were talking about office scuttlebutt and gossip. <laughs> That's what it was.
1: Mm. And they okay. were saying
5: that there's a loss of scuttlebutt and gossip in the workplace. <laughs> not I'm here. Like, not where I work. <laughs> yeah. Not with the guy that I work with because he is Mr. Scuttlebutt. And I said they, the don't, they,
6: don't, him, know, they, they don't know Jay. They don't really is. Is. I, I told you. Is. I know yeah. what I
1: heard.
6: Yeah. Ah, okay, we put all the
7: pieces together. All right. yeah. there so there you go.
4: Uh, anyway, by the way, there is, uh, I do have some office scuttlebutt.
7: Of course you do. But it was, More? On,
4: it, was, it was on the air, though, so it was not technically Scuttlebutt, but I oh, don't think okay. you like, you heard it. I, I tipped CeeLo off. Yeah, the we'll way.
7: get to that next hour.
4: Next hour. All right. It involves you, somebody <laughs> also somebody Jennifer. throwing
7: some grenades
4: your
5: way. Well, some, they should have because I gave them a lower grade than they expected. That's friend, what I think. A little what friendly <laughs> fire
4: going on. <laughs> no, i
5: so Mike. I gave the guys a lower grade, you know, and I've said that I've supported them since they were put together by Spike. Uh, Which I thought was a great pairing. We're talking about BT and Sal. BT and Sal. I thought that was a great pairing. Mm -hmm. But all I said is they just need to expand their horizons a little (laughs)
3: bit. You idiot loser. Nobody cares what you think. Get lost. How about that? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Hey, you. Kiss my ass.
10: (laughs) There you
5: go.
3: See? They're all fired
5: up now. That's good. At least I gave you something else (laughs) to talk about other than the Yankees (laughs) effing (laughs) bullpen. Well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is true. That's not what they said about
4: you. Okay. Yeah, I think they went. You know, you were criticizing or giving constructive criticism. Yeah. To them about particular <laughs> topics, and I think right. that I think Sal might have gone a little bit below the belt. Oh well, well Sal uh, didn't
5: didn't uh, have the. I brought up the conversation that he and I had at Boomerang Geo Live. He did not say no, any he of that. Was, no, I didn't no, hear of that course part not, Of, of he
7: course not. Why would he?
4: Yeah no, this was.
7: Are you going to make us privy to that conversation or? No, it's oh, private. Right. Oh, wow. uh, and I thought well, it was. Why would very, he bring it
5: up then if it was private? Uh, I I. Why would
7: I? No, why would he? You said uh, did he bring no, up? No, the-
5: but I, I was just saying that I I talked to him at Boomerang Geo Live mm-hmm. and we had a great conversation. I thought, and then you know, um, I was very disappointed in his reaction to the whole Aaron Rodgers and Pat McAfee thing. Yes. When he went after Jimmy Kimmel and then ESPN was in, fa- in flames and all this and D- yeah. Disney was pissed off and everything else and he said he didn't want to talk about it. Yeah, right? He ran away
7: from that topic. He ran
5: away from that topic. It's not Unless his area of expertise. I mean, I, that's like the number one sports topic. You really can't run away from it,
7: can right. you? Well, this is the same guy who, what was it, last week didn't know Trump was running for election again? I mean, yeah. So. See, this is what I'm talking he about. So even, 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 he doesn't watch enough Fox News. You watch too much, he doesn't watch enough. no, no, enough.
5: no. Even you know. Even you know.
7: About Trump? No. Well, what does that mean? Even I know shortcomings of Sal. Oh, okay.
5: Well, I, I, you, you, this
7: what I listen to the radio. About. Yeah, yeah right. station, Even so.
5: a
6: dumbass like <laughs> you <laughs> knows what's going no, on like in the L- world. A
7: couple weeks ago, the War Up Show said something to me like that. Even someone like you. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <Even> someone like <laughs> Thank you. Well, you're not around even here. Even the, the
7: small time. people
5: like no, you. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it's just like you're not around here all the
7: time. I understand. You know, and you,
5: you kind of get it. You work over at SNY. You work mm-hmm. here. You work at Sirius. Right. You, kinda, you know as what's going on.
7: That's an
4: adult in the world who is a father. There's certain things you <laughs> just you just know about what's
5: going on. All right, so now you agree with me.
4: Well, I was the one who brought it to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, I agree with yes. you. Yes. I was the one who told you about it, and you went back and listened. You're like, holy crap, you're right.
5: <laughs> so, oh, trust me, I agree. Yeah, so they're going to rip on me. That's yeah. fine. I can handle it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it, it BT just got mad because I gave him a B You
7: were grading their show.
5: Well, we, we were, were grading we were ranking, Spike's decisions. We were ranking Spike's decisions, and like one of those decisions was you being let go from oh, Rocks <laughs> Roberts. <laughs> well, can we
7: stop with that already? I gave that decision an F. Okay. <laughs> like well, I well, wanted not, you to stay there. Yeah, I understand. I know you did. I appreciate that. Hey, did you
4: hear Peter Schwartz's wife was mad that Billy Jack Malone was doing the updates and not him? Come on, yeah,
7: that's what he said. What I mean, were they going to parachute him in here?
4: Well, I think when she found out okay. about the situation, the she understood, but she was All like, right. "Who is this guy? Why oh, aren't you
7: in there, boy?" Yeah, I it know, is, man. It's a cutthroat business. You man. Do not want to get the Schwartz dog. family on no. the bad
8: side of you. No. My mom was like that one time when she saw Sal doing a show with Jerry. She goes, who was this guy? <laughs> <laughs> right. See,
5: even you are taking shots at Sal. <laughs> even you. Right, so, she Salo, was my mom. You she and was Gio, all three of you just took, like you know, we all love Sal. We just handed a little constructive criticism
8: his way. All three of you. All three of you just did it. What did I do? Al didn't do it. He's talking about his mom. Yeah. I say my mom didn't like the threat that Sal was going to take right. my job over with Jerry. Yeah, but you're, the way your mom said, like, who's this guy? That's that,
1: and, and, the and moms you agreed get, with her. Yeah, yeah.
8: I, I guarantee you agreed. Then she said, "Is he wearing your headphones?"
1: <laughs>
7: <laughs> the mothers, they do. They get defensive and territorial. I, I, know. Under, I know, understandably, understandably so. Like, Ma- right? Yeah, Morash's mom is oh like, oh boy,
4: Attila the Hun. <laughs> like she comes yeah. after you. Is she like <laughs> Zach Wilson's mom? Oh boy, you do not want to cross her. And she doesn't like understand like ball busting stuff. Like, so she thinks that, like, you know, when we have fun all with right. Sean, like,
5: claws come out. Yeah. Wait a minute. Time out. Did she see Sean at the Boomer Geo Live program? Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, did she? I have no idea. Perhaps not. <laughs> <laughs> I
7: hope not. <laughs> well, was she there? How else would she see? No, she was not. Yeah, no. she wasn't there. She could have seen, yeah, right. seen the pictures. Yeah, uh, pictures. Could have seen the
4: pictures. All right. Uh, CeeLo. Yeah. You've got the uh, Knicks, you've got Four Rangers, minutes. you've yes, got uh, whatever. It. Brought the hell to you
7: else. by Jack Pocket or official state lottery games on your phone. Yeah, huge night for Jalen Brunson at the Garden, and not just in the scoring
6: department. Brunson back out, Randall three
0: pointer, puts it in, Julius <laughs> Randall. With 58 seconds
7: remaining, gives the Knicks a 9-point lead. Mike Breen, MSG, Brunson, 8 assists and 8 rebounds to complement his 41 points, 20 of which came in the fourth quarter as the Knicks survived the Wizards, 113-109. You heard from Julius Randle there, he added 21, Adenobi and DiVincenzo, 19 apiece, while Isaiah Hartenstein pulled down 17 rebounds. Heavy minutes for Tom Thibodeau's starters on a back-to-back, and Josh Hart out due to knee soreness as well. You
6: know, that's, that's where we are, just... You know, go day by day. And, you know, some guys are are playing big minutes, you know, we're short-handed. that's what happens.
7: Here's Bronson using Hart's absence to make light of the heavy workload. When
6: Josh gets ruled out, I was, was happy. happy. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: mean, the, the starters end up playing uh, a whole lot of minutes. Did you guys expect that you would have to
7: just because he, he would be out? I was just happy Josh was out. Villanova boys busting shots yeah. there, all good. Knicks win for the eighth time in ten games. Now they'll have uh, R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel quickly coming back to MSG with the Raptors So last year, night. when
5: they made the trade for Hart, they went on a run. Mm-hmm. And that was a great addition. And this year with Ananobi now they're doing the same thing. Eight out of ten, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't argue about the trades that they made. The question is, is how far can they go with the trades and if, what are they missing? What do they
7: need and will they make another trade? Seems like that's probably likely. they got to add some bodies until Mitchell Robinson comes back at least. Right. And that, that is a possibility now.
4: It wasn't a few weeks ago, and now it is a possibility. And that would be huge for them, obviously, as we've seen them lose some games without being able to get a rebound late. And him being back in the fall would be huge in the postseason. So, yeah, I don't think they're going to make another trade the trade deadline. I think that are going to see how far this group goes, and then maybe in the offseason, yeah, all right. something... Something serious.
7: Very good. Uh, quickly, Rangers lose in Vegas last night 5-1. Uh, first to four out west, and they could not score early, and then uh, got blitzed by the defending champs. Their fifth loss in seven games. They'll go back-to-back back against the Kings and the Ducks tomorrow and Sunday. All right, I got some audio to uh, a little more perspective on the RG3 Jay Gruden thing, which I know you guys discussed. So uh, we know it started wild-card weekend More fuel added to the fire last night with RG3 addressing all of this on his podcast. If
10: Jay Gruden really wants to talk, I'm not going to cuss the man out. I'm not going to call him outside of his name. But what I am going to do Is tell you guys the truth. And he had a very specific story in mind from their time together with the then Redskins. Jay Gruden went to a press conference and he undressed me at that press conference in a way that a coach should never undress his starting quarterback.
7: And something RG3 said at the time that ended up
10: reflecting poorly upon him. It was after a game and I said in the press conference that the best players in the NFL have the guys around them play at an extremely high level. No one is out there doing it on their own. The media pundits and everyone took that and said RG3 threw his teammates under the bus. And I had to eat that for a long time because Jay didn't back me in the media the next day. He doubled down on it uh, and and actually picked me apart in the media. And
7: then here was the big reveal, which I guess he had never said publicly
10: before. What people don't know is that the only reason I went to that press conference and said what I said to challenge my teammates through that press conference, was because Jay Gruden asked me to do that. What hurt me about that was the fact that after I did that in the press conference, not only did Jay Gruden not have my back, but he actually burned me with it.
7: And apparently ripped him in a team meeting on it too, but RG3 was more upset
10: about the public side of things. Now, Jay, knowing that he had asked me to do that and still went to the media and tore me down to the media, even in that room, It's the fact that he has zero self-awareness and zero integrity because even though he asked me to do something, he didn't have the balls to have my back. And there you go. All right. So that's his truth. That's how he sees it. Correct. And that's filled Uh, over onto Twitter. uh,
5: Right. And I guarantee you that Jay Gruden sees it completely differently. He may have said you may have to challenge your teammates. He didn't say use those words the way that you use them, right? Into the media it could have meant challenge them on the practice field when the media is not around. Exactly. I, I honestly, I may, maybe this is this is new to me because I no coach ever 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 came to me and said you need to say something in the media. Some coaches have come to me and said I think you guys need to have a meeting and sh- you know shake things out. Things are not right. You got to talk about them. I, that has happened.
4: Or maybe this was some master plan where Jay Gruden wanted to really end RG3's career in Washington. Where he's like, hey, go out there, throw your teammates
5: under the bus because they need
4: it. And then he turns around to press guys,
5: I can't believe he did that. What a jerk. Know, like, I'm, I'm trying to think, like, who were RG3's best teammates back then? Like, who were the who were the really good players on those teams? Alfred Just, Morris? I mean, you should ask <laughs> them. See what they think. What Was it the coach? I mean, first of all, they had a, a modicum of success. If I, ago, I, I go back now. again and I think about that time. And I think about how, according to all the stuff coming out of Washington, you know, you don't know what's reputable and what's not. But it was the relationship that RG3 had with Dan Snyder that kind of like turned everybody off in the building. Yeah. Because the quarterback so I, can't they, be best I, buds with the owner. Right. I'd like to ask RG3, how many times you were on the private jet with Dan Snyder? Were you ever on his yacht? Did you ever go hang out with him in the off season? I mean, like, were you doing those things? Because if you were, then you are separating yourself from your teammates. And the coaching staff really has
7: no, like, handle on you. Were you ever on Dan Snyder's Island?
5: (laughs) I'm
4: kidding. (laughs) Joke. Joke, joke,
7: joke. That that would have been 2014 with Gruden. They were 4-12. Want to guess who the offensive coordinator on that team was?
4: Mike McDaniel.
7: Sean McVay. Hmm.
4: They all were on that staff,
7: weren't yep. they? All on that staff. I don't know if Shan- Shanahan might have gone to Atlanta at that point because his dad Mike would have been gone from Washington at that point. Right.
5: What the, was it? Uh, RG 3s rookie year that they went to the playoffs and he
7: got hurt. Remember yes, and he played. Yeah, he p- yeah, yes. And what yeah, year was that? That was twenty twelve. They that were ten 20- and six. Yep. The following year, three and thirteen. He played thirteen games. That wasn't so nearly as good. But here's the
5: thing: I'll, I'll never forget that next year. It was whether he was not coming, whether or not he was coming back from his knee injury, right? And he did this whole Adidas
7: thing. Remember, like Adidas. Oh yeah, yeah, remember yeah. All of
5: that crap, and then he did play in that opening game. Who they play that opening game?
7: In the Monday night game. You want to know? Monday
5: night game, and I did that
7: game. Monday night, very good. Look at you. They played. The remember, we said six Eagles seconds yeah, ago. Right. <laughs> <With
5: Mike Vick. laughs> I think it was uh, Mike Vick the quarterback in that game. And that's when uh,
7: Vick threw for like 800 yards, right? Michael Vick, let's see. I think he was the and quarterback in that game. they destroyed him. They destroyed him. And not 800 him. yards. And, he was and 15 RG3 of 25 threes. for 203 and a couple of scores. And Chip
5: Kelly was the coach. And it was it was like the coming out. And they the way that they introduced RG3 was like this the Messiah was coming home before the game. I'll never forget. The, I
7: think I was doing the game with Marv Albert at the time. Mm. RG3 was 30 of 49 for 329, two touchdowns, but two picks. Right.
5: And a foul. I think he got off to a bad start in that game, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they were down. oh yeah the introduction
7: with him and the way the place was going crazy. Yeah, those numbers were window dressing. They were down 33-7 early in the third quarter.
5: Yeah,
6: yeah.
7: And he did not play well, and he shouldn't have. I don't think he should have
5: been back. But uh, Adidas ran that whole um, promotional package around him coming back. Yeah, wow! Well, I can't believe I remember that. Yeah, that was That's Mike Shanahan's last year. Thought. I forgot something when I came in the door, and I can remember right. that. Yes,
2: former oh. uh always a man who enjoys uh, speaking uh, in a microphone. Thanks,
5: Marv. <laughs> Love you. Uh, and by the way, uh, you know this whole thing about I was thinking about this: this uh, Aaron Rodgers running practice, and you know being in per, like three different practices where he's calling the offense, and CJ Mosley's calling the defense. It's the one and the ones. That's all gonna be a part of the documentary of oh, Aaron Aaron Getting Track. big finale. Big
7: that's finale still not is. been announced, right? Or hasn't been. Boomer
4: announced it. it's gonna happen. All right. All
7: right. Yeah. What do yeah, you got? I, we're good. I good. mean nothing important.
4: All right, Boomer and Geo company alive for the build Ford tough <laughs> studio. Boer Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. I brought this up a couple of weeks ago. So Angel Cabrera, former Masters champion, was in jail for several years due to being convicted on some very serious domestic violence charges. And I wondered, because the Masters is an invitational... And he's a champion. Everybody gets that invite back. You know, would the Masters invite him back? No, I asked Phil Mickelson how those go. Yeah. So, and that was something where he wasn't invited back. He pretended that he wasn't going to go because it wasn't the right team, the right time for him during the, the height of the live thing. So, so news comes out yesterday that Angel Cabrera would be welcome back to Augusta if he could obtain a visa to travel to the U.S. So he was. He was in jail for multiple assaults on two different women. And I found that to be surprising. Now, we've always talked about second chances and if you serve your time and stuff like that. I I totally understand. But the Masters being the Masters and it being an invitational and then telling Phil Mickelson to go screw because he messed around with the PGA Tour and he got guys like... um, Jimmy Dunn and Ed Herlihy, who are tied into the PGA Tour. And Phil, get the hell out of here. But Angel Cabrera can beat up two women, get convicted of it. And like, yeah, if you can get a visa, come to the dinner. Come on. Have some of John Rahm's uh, papitas that he's going to put on the menu. Come <laughs> yeah. on, Angel.
5: Yeah, I, well, he did go to jail. He paid his price. I, You know, you don't know all the particulars or all the stuff. Uh, the, the the entire situation, I'm sure, that... He's admitted
4: think- to it. He has yes. talked about it. He has said that he has done it. There is no two sides of this story. He came out, apologized to
5: the well, women that's again. what I'm saying. Like, you know, like, they know the inner workings of it better than we do. Okay. But were you at all surprised that the master said, as long
4: as you can get here, you're invited back? Because I was. was.
5: Maybe they know that he can't get here. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, well, that's a way not- of getting out of it. Yes, exactly. That is a way of getting out of it. But that is, I don't know, it doesn't, like, one way or the other, it's not going to uh, impact my watching the Masters. No, 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 it's, yeah. no. And I'm not saying that at all. I just, I, I find
4: it fascinating that when you talk about, like, the, the elite of the elite and the, the, what, the pedestal in which the Augusta and the Masters is put on, and I love it. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love it now. I, even before I played golf, I love watching the Masters. And then you got a situation like this, and these guys got to have to figure it out. Like, what do we do? What's the thing that we do? We just went through all this controversy with the Saudis and everything else. What are we doing with this guy? And those conversations to me are fascinating. Like, I'd love to be a fly on the wall when they're talking about Angel Cabrera. Yeah,
5: I'm sure. I'm sure there was some discussion about whether or not they thought this would be a good idea. But I also think that they probably thought, look, he went to jail. He paid his price. He's owned up to it. He's trying to reform himself. Maybe he had an alcohol problem. Who knows? Right. Uh, And maybe they have... uh, also know that he's going to have a hard time getting a visa. Rui in New Jersey. What's going on, Rui?
9: Hey, what's going on, guys?
4: Good morning. What you got for us?
9: I, I just got in the car, and I heard the name Angel Cabrera. And then I heard what you guys were talking about, and I almost, I, I couldn't even believe it. I have a story. Boomer, last time I talked to you guys, uh, Boomer, my son had passed away three years before because you were doing some event up in New York with, with uh, the cystic fibrosis. My son's passed away 10 years ago now, but he was very disabled, hypoplastic, left heart, had a wheelchair, trach. You know, he looked disabled. But I used to go to these golf um, tournaments, and I used to like to go to the practice rounds. And a couple times I took my son, and of course all the golfers were above and beyond, came over, took pictures. Phil Mickelson signed a glove for him. Angel Cabrera is the only golfer ever, ever, who literally walked over. When I asked for a picture, he literally looked at me. And kind of like gave me this look and walked away. Mm. So I and and I hated him for that forever. And then I hear this story of it, you guys talking about him, and I couldn't believe. Him.
4: Yeah, I mean that is yeah, that's, really. That's, I don't blame me for. Yeah, them, exactly. You know? I, I mean, mean,
5: maybe who uh, knows? Maybe he was going through all of the crap that he was going through at that time. Yeah.
9: I, no, this is like fourteen years. Maybe you're, you're right. Maybe this is like fourteen, fifteen years ago. I think my son was about eight at the time. But I, I was like, wow, man, what kind of what kind of individual are you that you can you can turn down a you know. That's that pretty bad. Of okay, that's yeah, pretty I mean, bad, man.
4: Uh, yeah, I'm sorry that you had to go through yeah. all of that. I mean, that is that's a bad that's memory. A total
5: douche move. <clears throat> yeah,
4: awful. Absolutely awful. Um, and I mean, you can't. It's not like one of those things where like got like these great on Cabrera stories and be like, well, I probably had a bad moment. I mean, he sounds like he's
5: been know, a bad I've guy actually, for a while. I've been around guys. I'm not gonna put any names out there. I was I was with a guy down in Disney World, and we were down there doing a promotional thing for Disney. And we were sitting in a restaurant, and uh, a family came in, and you could tell that they were a -A Make-A-Wish family because their son, you could just see, he was really jaundiced, and he was really sick, Mm. and this was going to be probably, like, his last visit. And, you know, they recognized me, and I signed an autograph for them, of course, and said hello to the son, and then they went to the table next to us, and they wanted to get this one guy to sign an autograph. And the guy wouldn't even turn around and look, and you know, because he was known for not giving autographs. Mm. So I got from the table, I walked over, and I said, "If you, I think you should need to take a look at what you're dealing with here before you do what you're doing. Yeah. And he oh, ended up wow. relenting and signing an autograph. Wow. Uh, but oh, I, will, I just will tell you, one of the biggest douche moves I've ever seen. I mean, like, you know, part of being a professional athlete, part of the fun of it is, you know, looking how kids look up to you, like if you go to their school and you talk or you sign their autographs, you know, sometimes the autograph seekers get a little bit much. Yeah. But, you know, just the fact that there's a kid or a disabled kid or somebody that looks up to you and the parents bringing them to you, part of that is fun. That's yeah. the fun part of being like Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Well, I mean, also,
4: too, there there is a responsibility there when you're in that situation where someone is struggling and this moment In all of this horribleness that this family has gone through, can bring them joy. I mean, and that, like, and you have the opportunity to do that. I I mean, that is a tremendous responsibility. You you know, when
5: you see the baseball players before games go out there, sign them balls and all this, I love that stuff. Yeah. Because you know what? They're promoting their sport, the kids look up to them. You know, Aaron Judge does that all the time. You know, uh, Jeter did that all the time. A Rod did that all the time. They, because there's the power of being that athlete in the eyes of those kids. Where it's, it's very impactful. And I got to tell you, it's, it's, you know, your ego is like, it's as big as it's ever going to be. And it's, it's probably the most enjoyable part of being a famous, successful athlete is that.
4: All right, Brewer and Geo, coming to you live the Bill Ford Tough studio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. It is a feel-good football Friday, Divisional Playoff weekend. Bill Belichick probably going to the Falcons, an offseason that is already nuts when it comes to the coaching ranks because guys like Pete Carroll and Jim Harbaugh and Bill Belichick and Mike Vrabel are out there, all of those things. Going on right before we find out this weekend who goes to the AFC and NFC championship games. Uh, I got a text from Jerry. I do have his picks. I've got his picks All right, already. Good. good. I've got them, and uh, he, uh, you know, it's it's not really fair to get his picks before, but I do believe that I have clinched a win. I think because there's only so four seven games left. I think I was three and three last week, and I think I was as well. I think there's only seven games left.
8: I think everyone was three and three last week. Okay, yes. so
4: I I believe, unless Jerry is six games behind me, I believe I I have clinched a win or at least a share.
5: Hey, good for you. Oh, hey, hey, good for you. We'll take you out to dinner in Vegas,
8: <laughs> which
4: was which was huge because last year I got murdered in the picks and I was shamed by uh, Spike Eskin, former program director of WFAN, who came in here and was like. Remember, we were busting the chops of the digital team when they had yes. like Josh Allen in the NFC Championship game or something. Yes, or, and uh, and he was saying that we make mistakes. You too. make a lot of errors, man. Yeah, that, yeah. You that's your errors. error. And he, and the thing he pointed to was my picks record. <laughs> That year. And I said, that's your I error. I said, that's a ridiculous comparison. I mean, that's trying to predict the future. That's not me putting out that Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen play in the NFC. We were arguing back and forth. So this was an important one for me this year. Yes. Yeah, to
5: so come back. This is a bounce back spot. You spike. <laughs> you spike. <laughs> <laughs> you spike. <laughs> no wonder why he wants to leave. <laughs> No wonder why he wants to leave, right, Al? I mean, come on. gio has been on great- his ass for like two years. Yeah, it's not a great work atmosphere. <laughs> skinny vegan hipster I mean you were you know what I I felt like though I felt like you took charge you know what I mean like you just wanted to be a leader and you wanted to show us that you were the man and what'd you do you took care of the man you you, you beat down the man (laughs) and we all appreciated that I would say
4: I think he did too I think he understands that you know uh, dominance needed to be established and it was and uh, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to quite as easily do it with the next guy, but I will, I will die trying.
5: I equate that with the dog humping a guy's leg.
4: Yeah, I, yeah, I humped his leg, essentially. Like, <laughs> I just dead. grabbed onto that tiny stick leg. That's why I needed a hip replacement, because I humped it so hard. Yes. That he needed to go and get a new hip. That's basically what that you know, was. No,
5: that's the other thing that went on <laughs> through all of this. He just got banged. <laughs> right? <laughs> that is true. Hip replacement. Hey, let's go to Eli and Long Branch. Eli, what's happening?
9: Hey guys, how are you? Good. What's going on? All's good, thank God. I just wanted to get your take, your guys' take on this uh, whole CJ Stroud thing. I don't Mm. know if you saw after the game, uh, NBC was interviewing him, and they and he said something about uh, you know Jesus and all that and everything, and they they. X that part out or whatever, you know they took yeah, so
4: out the, it. so was this? So I saw this on an Instagram reel, and my initial reaction was that somebody had edited that and took it out themselves to make NBC look like they took it out to create a controversy because you have to be very, very careful. With stuff like this and believing everything that's out there, like like Boomer thought that Jerry Jones was crying through his press conference, but it was just the crying face filter that that's was true. put on yeah, him. yeah, I got caught on that. So, one, yeah. do we know for a fact that they edited that interview and took out the "I want to thank God"? Do we know that
5: for a
9: fact? Yeah, the way I white- don't know for a fact. I don't know for a fact, but I did see that's was what I. Yeah, well, I know you. You saw what I saw, but but you I saw
5: what we all saw. Like
4: I was waiting for like an NBC statement or somebody because re- you could easily put that out there, edit it yourself, and be like, "This was the real one," and this is what NBC put out. And then I'm thinking to myself, "How did anybody even get the pre-edited version?" You telling me there's a leak
5: in NBC that put that out there? You know, like, I think I was about to say something. I you know he. I feel like
8: it. it was edited for time in a social media post. How it's like the quicker you could get. Something edited. Well it's gotta be fifteen seconds or less, right? Or something. I know, or... Some of them are have expanded times now. And I, I know one
5: thing. If you if you're going to interview CJ Stroud, he is going to mention Jesus. He just is. You know, he's gonna say he's my Lord my Lord and Savior, and he's uh I do everything for him and because of him. That's just that's gonna be a part of the interview. You gotta know that. Yeah, but I mean, and I there do, are a lot of guys, and by the way, he's not the only guy,
4: obviously. have been yeah. hearing this for a hundred years. I mean, anytime yeah. there's been a microphone in front of an athlete, they've I mean, 90% of them, thank God. I mean, it's like it's nothing we haven't seen before. But I, I think it would be surprising to, like, assuming this is true, it would be surprising to me that someone... Would take that out because of their
3: disdain for
5: religion. Not, not surprised, not no. surprising at all. If in fact it was if it
3: happened, I wouldn't be surprised. Do you think that somebody but at think... the end of this storm, there's a rainbow. No, I think... And you know who put the rainbow there? God. Fraud.
4: Fraud. Here's the thing. You you have not in a very long time you did this back in the day with like Oprah. You had like cut tape. But, yes. Uh, like, well, was, I like, spent years cutting tape. Yes. yes. And when someone cuts tape and you need to get a, a, a sound bite out of somebody and you play it, like you know how many times Jerry has probably cut off I I wanna thank God to play what is you know pertinent to the game or whatever else? You think he's doing that out of disdain for Jesus Christ? No, he's doing his job and he's cutting it down into a palatable sound bite for the audience. So I I don't, I mean, for people to jump on this and be like, ah, Christianity's under attack by NBC.
5: Get a life. Stop. Stupid. As long as it wasn't uh, purposely done, you know, but I could, I could see Eddie, you know, cutting it off. (laughs) Okay. Definitely. 100%. I mean, like, but for what reason? For cutting it off because it controls the board, that's why. Unimportant to the story. Yeah, exactly. It's important to the person who is talking and giving an interview. Yes,
4: but in the context of a sports uh, story or a game,
5: not important. Yeah, and and there are other things that are important to other players that mention other things, yet they make it onto the air. Let me tell you something. If they
4: had dumped him live saying that, you know, like if I said a bunch of words right now that I can't say, Stephen Waldron and Eddie would hit separate buttons and you wouldn't hear it. Right. If live NBC said, oh, nope, can't do that, and blurred that out like it was the F word, then everybody would have a point. In this situation, sorry, you don't. It's just a soundbite that they cut up after the game. You only have X amount of time and... You you get out the superfluous stuff. He could have said something like his teammate could have come up to him and they would have been like, oh, no, 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 no going back and forth. We did it, man. We did it. They're going to cut that they out. They would have cut that out, too. So, like, not everything has to be a controversy. Not everybody has to be under attack. Not everybody has to defend their religion because of this. It's silly. It's a silly, silly conversation. Oh,
5: just, just, no. You know, we're living out. Hyper world right now. Everybody's hypersensitive. No, that's why you I'm know, trying. I'm, I'm trying to say that you know chill I, out over
3: this thing. I appreciate
5: your pragmatism, right? Pragmatism. Uh, pra- pragma uh, You're pragmatic. I can't say it either. I am for some reason, right? Pre- pragmaticism. Eddie, you're help? pragmatic. I think
4: actually, oh, on, Boomer got it right. Yeah, the second time yeah the second time okay i can't say it's one of those
5: words you don't say very often but i just think that you have a a reasonable sense to what you're saying
4: well thank you i also there are there's one word i can't remember what it is that i can never get out of my mouth and it's i mess it up every single time and if that pops in my head i'll tell you and you'll see i won't be able to say it and gina has one too she can't say burglary can't do it what does she say Burglary or something? burglary I don't. She, I can't even say what she said. It's a word that doesn't exist. But I have like it's like for four or five years ago, I would. I just filmed her trying to say it for like a minute and a half. She could not. Pragmatism. Say it. There you go. Pragmatism. There you, okay, there you go. Pragmatism. Um, Pragmatism. Thanks. She couldn't say it. I mean, I would say it to her, and she couldn't even repeat it. You yeah, know,
5: I think we all have a word. Or yeah, two. we do have words.
4: Yeah. Uh, let's go to Keaton in Spring Lake. What's going on, Keaton?
9: What's going on? How are you guys doing? Good, man. What's I up? Gotta... So, on the Texans' Instagram, I saw you guys were talking about the C.J. Stroud interview. They actually posted the cut version after the real version was posted on other Instagrams. So it seemed like the Texans first released the C.J. Stroud with the cut of him you know, saying thanks to his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.
4: Yeah, I mean, listen, man, I don't believe there have been 10 million examples of guys thanking Jesus Christ on the air forever since I've been born in 1982. One time a place edits this for time because it's not live and they're trying to cut it down for a soundbite to put together a show and... Everybody now is, is trying to push Jesus out of the lives of our children. Can you guys just stop it? You know There's what? not some sort of conspiracy theory to get Jesus out of sports.
5: I don't know, it could be. <laughs> Shut up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no
5: way. I'm telling you. Oh, you're telling me you're just being a jerk about it. You know, I can't believe that the Texans would do that.
4: Yeah, nobody's doing it, man. Okay. You know how many times we're gonna hear that this weekend? Right. You know how many times Jesus is going to be invoked by the winning teams and we're going to hear
5: it? Yeah, but Nobody's they never show the out. guys kneeling after the game together praying, but they'll show the guys kneeling before the game.
6: <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen guys. I've seen that all the time. Yeah, but they, yeah. Don't really,
5: they don't really show it and talk about it. But Although the kneeling has stopped pretty much all across the league. So yeah, I, I mean, mean that's but, a... It's a whole different story, but I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Don't get
4: all worked up over it. I'm I'm not. Everybody else is worked up over it. And you just yeah. I'm trying to
3: t- tell them to chill out. But I which I uh, wonder which of the forty five thousand different versions of Jesus he was praising. Thank you. <laughs> Say hello. F- 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 F-
4: hello.
3: Hello. Hello. Hello.
4: Hello. Uh, let's go to uh, Nick in Huntington. What's going on, Nick?
9: Hey guys, how's it going? What's up, man? How are you today? Good. Good. Uh, gee, I've been I've been wanting to ask
5: you this question for a while, but I think I finally got the, the perfect. Three answers: okay. F, kill, and marry.
9: Antonio Brown, Kyrie Irving, and Marcus Stroman.
3: I'm oh. killing
4: Marcus Stroman. <laughs> <laughs> I am. <sighs> So it was Kyrie was the other one. You said Marcus Stroman. immediately went to that. Uh, Who was Antonio a, Brown?
5: Yeah, I, I think you'd have a lot of fun with Antonio Brown. You never know. What's yeah, yeah, happen. yeah. So I'm never.
4: gonna I'm gonna marry Antonio Brown, right? Because I think we'd probably get divorced really quickly because he's very fickle. But I would I would marry Antonio Brown, and I would I I'd, I'd bang Kyrie. I think. <laughs> I think that'd be like a one fun like one night. We'd probably get high and hang out and like read books and then have sex and that'd be <laughs> the end of it. So that would be that would be the way that I would go. I'd kill Strowman. I'd, I'd f Kyrie, and I'd marry Antonio Brown.
9: Okay. Uh,
1: okay. <laughs> there you go.
9: What about you, Nick? Do you have an answer? Oh, that's not part of the game. That's not-, <laughs> <laughs> not
4: part of the game. I love it. Hey, listen, I'm not running from it. Yeah, I'll give, I'll give you an answer every time on f, marry, kill. That's a. It's a great game.
5: Yeah, I don't like those games because you know sometimes there are people that you really do like. And you have to kill one. Yeah, and you don't want to do that. You marry Eli, you have sex with Peyton, (laughs) and you kill Cooper.
4: (laughs) That's awesome. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Jim on Long Island. What's going on, Jim?
9: Hey, Boomer and Geo, good morning. Yeah, what's Uh, happening, Jim? I'm looking for a good chicken wing out on Long Island this weekend. to eat during the big games. What do you think?
4: All right, so where where are you on Long Island? It's yeah. a very large place.
9: I'm I'm willing to travel.
4: Okay, all right, but I'm in
9: Nassau County, but I'll go to Suffolk. All right. I'll go to I'll go to Montauk.
4: Man, this is this is interesting. I mean, I um there's a couple of places in Sable that that I I frequent, but I can't just say that it's the best. Hurricanes is great yes. for wings. Yes.
5: Hurricanes is is awesome. How many locations do they have? I want to. I, I know of two. Okay, so look up hurricanes because they. Well, they, there's one in Garden City, and there's one I want to say like Comac. Okay, isn't it off what the eye? a nice like uh,
4: bar chicken wing. <laughs> oh, like a like a old school bar chicken wing, like a pub chicken yeah. wing. <sighs> yeah, exactly. You know. All right. Well, see, I'm I'm going to tell you the places that I go to. I don't really venture out for chicken wings. You don't know, go to the places that are close to me. It, so Kavanaugh's in Blue Point. Has a chicken wing like a, like a, it's an old school like they what they do is they don't they don't bread it they fry it naked right and what I like to do is get that Cajun dry rub on that and then they fry it like that but well, they fry it first naked. Then the Cajun dry rub, and then put their buffalo sauce on the side, and that's a different type of bar chicken wing experience. Not your traditional chicken wing.
9: Genius move because it's probably going to be crispy. It's
4: super crispy, and that's the thing. Very very crispy, and that's
5: a so that one. And by the way, Sunday two for one. Yeah, two for one on Sunday. It's like Sundays at uh Carvel on Wednesday are two for one. Hey, uh, by the way, I would just say like maybe you should do like uh like a day of Portnoy chicken wing
4: test. Nah, it's thing. been done already. Yeah, you know, it has been. You know, the best one would be th- that has been you know, the the food rating stuff has been done. Yeah. What needs to be done is Al rating bathrooms. That needs to be done. He needs to go in because nobody's done that. He's done a little bit of that on his Instagram. If he did that consistently and rated bathrooms, that would be great. Because a lot of people, I mean, that's a talking point. Like, when you go to a bar and come out of a bathroom, people be like, that was a great bathroom. That was a horrible bathroom. There's no way I can dupe in that bathroom. Like, there's a, you could, and places, I think, would get business. Not quite like the Portnoy pizza thing, but they would get business. Like, hey, I heard that place has got a phenomenal bathroom. Like, I want to go in there. Like, the Teller's bathroom. Oh, phenomenal. Urinals are huge. Yeah,
5: phenomenal. Ice in the bottom of it. Phenomenal. Love that. Phenomenal. Little hand, personal hand towels. Phenomenal. Above average. Yes. See, that's what you do, Al. You do a- average. Above average. Above average, yep. Yeah, I like that. What would be above average? Spectacular? Spe- uh, yes. Like the teller's Spectacular. Bath- the Teller's bathroom is a what?
4: I mean, if we're going to do the Portnoy rating system, the yes. teller's bathroom is a nine two. Okay. I mean that that would be it. That's how good it that would be. You know, it could be. Um, you know, the only way it would be
5: a higher rating was a little bit bigger. You know what? I don't like going into a bathroom like in a, in a restaurant, and they only have like one bathroom, and it, they have a door. You open it up, and there's got a the little hook on the inside. You have to hook it into the hole, and then it's just a toilet. And yeah, safe. yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Right,
5: because they don't have a room.
3: Yeah, right. Right. They
5: really can't expand their bathrooms.
3: And it's not even a men's room or a women's room, right?
5: Yeah, I mean, I feel bad for the women sure. that have to go in there, especially after, like, if somebody like, let's say Brandon Tierney decides yeah. to show up.
3: Baboom! Baboom,
5: baby! Yeah. <laughs> so this is one of my
4: biggest pet peeves. I don't know if I've ever brought this up on the air. I did bring it up at that Island Mermaid contest that I was judging because they have a bathroom like this. So they've got a trough and a toilet. And men would go in there to to go number one and lock the door, and it would drive me nuts because I'm like there is legitimately four people could fit in there and and pee at once. All right, but let me just. Explain
5: something to you. And the
4: guys will go in there and lock it. like, you, And then there's a line. Just go in there and, and pee next to a stranger. Big deal.
5: Well, you got to nibble it. And <laughs> you often talk about that nibble it. A lot of guys don't want that nibble it out there. You don't mind that? I don't. Okay, all right, fine. It doesn't mean anything fine. to me. Like, if you're looking, you're a weirdo. But, like, you can't...
4: <clears throat> ca- and that place, it'll get packed. Then you're causing a line because one at a time are going in there
5: to pee. There's a place in Patchogue, too. Wasn't that like Bordy Barn? Didn't they have, like, a trough? Oh God, I can't remember.
4: I think they probably did. Yeah,
5: I feel like there are like places that are massive, like like, like place like Bordy Barn on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, you got to have a trough. You, you can't, can't just, just have individual urinals. No, the guys will be, be lined up out the freaking Montauk exactly. exactly.
4: So just go in there and d- do it. Like I don't listen. Joke about the niblet. I mean, I'm not yeah. like the, I'm, I don't have the micro penis like that guy at the Bass Pro Shops. You know, I'm probably average compared to your 40 uh, year old guy. I'm maybe if you have a micro penis,
8: you don't want to go in there. But still, just do it. You're holding everybody up. Gotta go. Gotta go, and Later. you got to get it done. I d- I do a move sometimes, like if I think it's someone can see me. Where when I when I'm pulling down my underwear, I take my index finger and just hold it out. That way, if someone glances <laughs> over, it looks like. You got a snippy? Gotta well, it just this. looks like oh, there's something going on. I'm doing it?
4: that now. I'm stealing that. Can I steal that? Yeah, please. I'm, I'm going to steal that. What the f You <laughs> guys, Jesus. And there's there's a, actually, we talk about Cavanaugh's. Cavanaugh's with the chicken wings, they have a bathroom. They've got a toilet and a urinal in there. And I leave the door open. If I'm going up, door's open. And there are guys will walk in there, and I'll be at the urinal. I'll go, oh, sorry. I'm like, sorry for what? There's a toilet there. Go pee in that thing. You, you know, it's not a sorry. I live. I left it open. You lock the door if there's
5: only one receptacle. Yes, and mm-hmm. then it's like that'd be weird. But if there's two, you leave it open. One receptacle, you lock the door. Like if you're going over to the mermaid. Yeah, you gotta lock the door. right? No, no, no. Mermaid's got the trough in the toilet. Oh, he's got the trough. Leave in it door. open. Okay, yeah. Unless you are it in realize, there. I did not realize that they have the trough in the toilet. Trough and a toilet. Yeah. It's oh, good job by Scotty.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And then and then it drives me nuts when a guy going there and. And pee, and then there's seven guys waiting online.
5: There's nothing worse than that. Like
4: your men! You know, the women, whatever.
5: Have you ever had a woman cut in line in a man's bathroom? 100%. Yeah.
4: You showed, 100%. You
1: can
5: could, you could see the legs moving.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: let her go. Let, let her go. go. We yes. don't need an explosion here. Yes. Let her go. Right. Uh, all right. Boomer okay. and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. You got something. You got I uh, do. yeah, you got uh, something for the folks, and then yes. I've got something for the folks and Remember then we'll
5: the old uh, here? Waldorf Astoria. Yeah they had great bathrooms. Great bathrooms. Remember a booming celebration there?
8: Oh yeah, solid bathrooms.
5: Marble everywhere. I mean, just great uh fixtures and everything. Really nice. You know the only great
4: bathrooms was the Paramount, They'd had a founders' room.
5: Yeah, the founders' room
4: Founders have great bathrooms. Had great
5: bathrooms. Yeah. Really good bathrooms. Yeah. Above average.
2: Above!
4: All right, Bore Geo, Feel Good Football Friday on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Just a couple of these. We could do this forever, so don't call after this. But two, I want to mention, I got a lot of reaction to the Long Island chicken wing thing. Uh, so if that guy's still listening, Fatty McGee's in East Islip. Yeah, I haven't been there, but I heard it's great. Yeah, people have said that a million times. And then one I didn't think of on the
5: spot, but Zorn's chicken ribs. Yeah, if you want to order... To bring home with you. Zorn's. You got to go to Zorn's and Beth Page. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 100%. That is a great
4: one. You can get, like, regular fried chicken there. You can get red, you can get, and get you you, chicken wing, you get whatever. You but, can get a, a, a famous chicken wing party. Yeah, do a whole thing. So that, that'd be another one I would suggest. But hey, that's,
5: Al, who was the guy that brought in the chicken wings? Was that Hurricanes the last time? Yes.
4: That was the one that Hurricanes provided for me at
5: that time. I thought I could eat X amount of boneless buffalo wings and yes. failed miserably. And they were good. They were delicious. I think the one in Garden City is now Stone Street, and I think the Hurricanes out in Comac is still open, I think. I'm not sure. Okay. All right, uh, CeeLo,
4: what's going on with you, man? All
7: right, brought to you by Jack Pocket. Order official state lottery games on your phone. The Knicks did get by the Wizards at the Garden last night, 113-109. You had some tense moments along the way, obviously not a blowout. So second quarter as they're going to break, Clyde Frazier decided to... Try and lighten things up a bit. What
6: did Alicia Keys and Jay Z say? New York, New York, these lights will inspire you. Uh oh. (laughs) He's he's singing. There you go. Clyde, a (laughs) little
7: off key, but hey, give him credit. He went for it in that moment, and uh, you know, he's a legend. Clyde is still smooth. Oh, always. he was inspired by cool games with that singing. <laughs> I think he might have been. Sound a little similar. He was probably locked in this morning, uh, shortly after 5.15 or so. Jalen Brunson, 20 of his 41 points came in the fourth quarter. Uh, apparently, Rick Brunson once scored 41 for the Knicks back in the day. Brunson asked about that afterwards. Were you here with your dad, had 41 for the Knicks?
1: Total
7: points? <laughs> in the season, maybe, yeah. He said in the season, maybe, yeah. So uh, no, no trouble there taking a little jab at Dad. We heard him poke fun at Josh Hart, so he's just kind of the king of the castle right now, does whatever he wants. He played 40 minutes on a back-to-back. OG Ananobi played 43 for the second straight night. So Tom Thibodeau asked how he knows his newest player can handle that kind of workload.
6: Uh, he played in Toronto. No, no, I don't, it, it, it's, you know, like, in the end, you know, like, you, sometimes it's, that's what's called for, so you do what you think is called for. And
7: that's kind of the case, because they uh, don't have a lot of choices at the moment. In the end,
6: the minutes will be where the minutes are, and right now, we we got to find our way as we're adjusting.
7: They got very little off the bench last night, and there was no Josh Hart, as he set it out with knee soreness, and Fournier was in the game, it was another uh, quiet game from Quentin Grimes, but... The starters took care of business. Twenty-one for Julius Randle and anobi and Dante Divincenzo. Nineteen apiece. Knicks have won eight out of ten, and they get set to host the Raptors coming up tomorrow night. Uh, how about Charles Barkley with the big end of show promo on TNT as uh, they were throwing to their game of the night? Hey guys, I know we got the Bulls. And, I know we got
10: the Bulls and the Raptors,
6: but watch anyway <laughs>
7: on
3: TNT.
1: Really, right up there, game of the night. There.
5: Their ratings are getting destroyed. Oh, okay, destroyed. So maybe He
7: should come up with a different promotional.
1: Yeah, well, not helping. He's not
5: helping. Them. He's not helping I no, but that
7: matchup, uh, not, not a great one. Obviously, But that's the point. So. I mean, he's highlighting that you know it is what it is, and they're getting destroyed. So that's his way of saying, don't blame the ratings, blame the matchups. Perhaps. I don't know. Oh, I don't right. know who Very you good. want to blame. All right. Very good. Uh, Saints GM Mickey Loomis. Now, this was from Wednesday. I'm assuming uh, Schwartz didn't go down this road with you yesterday because it was in the system. He didn't even do an update yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> what did you guys do all show? I mean, you
4: just went into his world. Just did in.
7: or you wanted to go? No, into. We wanted, you took we him into to, his we, world. We, we go into his world. Okay.
4: Yeah. I mean, we found out he went to anger management at one point. He was really like, he was punching walls like 10 years ago. Oh, okay. It's just stuff like that. I never knew about him. His son, and he's going to choose his college here on CBS Sports Network at WFAN, putting a hat on, what school he's going to be long snapping at. Stop your I mouth to God's that. lips. He said, your mouth to God's lips. Stop your mouth to God's that. lips. Yeah, Always that. get one thing
5: out of him.
7: Yeah, yeah, that. You had the McMonagle one you picked up on the other day. Of the elk. Of the elk. Yes. <laughs> that was great. And yeah. Mike, obviously, with the decomposed yeah. for Tomlin. I mean... It's been a week for the English language.
4: It has. And by the way, you're about to get into some football stuff. And I want to say that the Road to Vegas, which is going to be two weeks away starting Sunday, we're going to be leaving. The Road to Vegas with Boomer and Gio is presented by Casamigos. Casamigos tequila brought to you by those who drink it. By Key Food and their family of supermarkets, and by Helix Wireless, connecting everything everywhere.
7: All right. So Mickey Loomis meets the media the other day to defend their decision to retain Dennis Allen as head coach, and ends up taking some heat not only for the explanation, but the fact that he did so in a very distracting and some feel unprofessional way. So let's listen to that. I think oftentimes you have to look beyond that. Um, I was. I was just look. I was prepared for this question, right? Chuck Knoll, his first three years, Hall of Fame coach. He was one and thirteen, five and nine, six and eight. But they recognize that this guy's a good football coach, right? Bill Belichick, here's his first three seasons. Six and ten, seven and nine, seven and nine. Tom Landry, 0 and eleven, four and nine, five and eight, four and ten, five and eight. Hall of Fame coaches, all of them. Bill Walsh, first year, 2 and 14 second year, 6-10. and 10. So I think the easy thing to do is just look at the results and say, oh, no, we've got to have a change. you got to look beyond that.
2: <laughs>
7: Vince of, Lombardi. A lot of gum flopping. 0-16, 0-16, 0-16. Hall of Fame coach. <laughs> so forget the fact that he came with you know the cue card of notes there, but he's got the gum in the mouth as Bill well. Bill Coward. 1-15, 1-15, 1-15. Hall of Fame coach.
4: Uh, Mickey, that's not true. got ah, screw it. Says it here.
5: <laughs> hey, this is the NFL, right? Oh, <laughs> it's it extends not for all the from players and coaches, but up to the front office, all the way up to the owners.
7: Yeah, <laughs> a little isolation here, just in case you missed it at home. <laughs> oh. oh, god, Ooh, that's uncomfortable. That is terrible. It's as bad as you. What was it? The hummus? What's after? <laughs> The mm, was, that, mm, was, it, was it the yeah, hummus mm, commercial? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: And him slurping his oatmeal. That's right. Wow, it was, reminded me yeah. Of. Well, we
7: know about the the oatmeal slurping, certainly. <laughs> Red Hourback, oh Mmm. eighty two. Oh
5: boy, Hey, I just do what they tell
7: me. I man. understand. Yeah, at least mm. yours came along with a paycheck. You know, yeah, it his came his along long with a nice so. paycheck, <laughs> and you know how many
5: Super Bowl commercials you've been in, bitch? No zero. <laughs> Hundred <laughs> uh, percent
7: little man, little fella. <laughs> little fella. How little guy. many Super Bowl
4: commercials have you been in there, little guy? Little guy. Huh? How many how many teams have you run in the NBA? <laughs> you little turd. <laughs> <laughs> huh? No, look me in the eye, come on. Uh, Wanna yeah. mess around, let's go. Uh, you got me now. Uh, you got me now. Come on. Oh boy. <clears throat> uh, can I you even make a shot? You little prick? <laughs> <laughs> Could you? <laughs> Here's a basketball
7: over there and a uh,
4: Go show me. I'm mm, so tough now.
7: So you don't want to hear from Marcus Stroman? Do no. You don't want to hear from Brian God, Cashman no. at all? No. No. All I'm right. Pretzels. <laughs> okay, Boomer. I mean... All right. What we else? have some actual Yankees audio. We don't want to get to it. No. At all.
5: That
4: guy sucks.
7: Well, that's... <laughs> I mean... It could be interesting
5: this year. If he he has a bad year and the
7: Yankee fans start piling on, good luck. I mean, how about from the standpoint that Cashman, if you'll recall, in 2019... He said, "I know it's not a difference maker, not a difference yep. maker, and they had to kind of bury the hatchet on that. Yep. At least play a Cashman's explanation for what? No, no,
4: no. Well, did Marcus Stroman call anybody racist in there? Any of the reporters racist?
7: <sighs> not, no, uh, yeah, no. Okay. Uh, like he might be changing. He believes man. he's a little misunderstood. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> he got that? Yeah, right. Okay. He did get that. okay. <laughs> anybody
4: <laughs> ask him when he uh, liked the tweet that said Anthony Dacoma was a wop? Did anybody ask him that?" Because I'd like to hear that
7: explanation, how we misunderstood that one. That came up. This was a Zoom session. One of the reporters was essentially laying in his bed, like not. Oh come on, really? Legit, like like lounging, laying backwards. And I believe Jason Zilla said something to the effect of, "You look very comfortable over there." (laughs) (laughs) Who was it? I'm not sure. (laughs) I'm I'm not sure. I don't want to name names because I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) No, I know what John Heyman looks (laughs) like. It It was someone I did not recognize facially. So. Looked very comfortable though. All right,
4: CeeLo. We'll see you next hour. And you, I have Jerry's picks. So I'll send them to you, and you can just run the pick segment. And give us Jerry's picks, and work.
7: if you'd like to throw your own picks in there too, might as well. Well, right? we already learned this morning on the warm-up <laughs> show. Al asked me, and I went all. Thanks stuck. again, Chalky McChalkface. Yeah, I did. Yeah. You did. I mean, sometimes that's how you feel. I don't. I don't see any of the road teams winning. Uh, all the games. Cool games hour now.
8: No, nah, I'm feeling like that Raven game is not a cool game. I, I think he's crazy. I myself, can't watch the Ravens. Can't watch the Ravens. Bucks Lions. I don't think so. Cool. That's game. That's what it, I said. If I had to pick one of the one of the four, that be was that one, one. Yeah. If it wasn't in Detroit, that wouldn't be a cool game. But the fact that it's in Detroit and the Lions could get to a championship game makes it to me a cool game. But I mean, the the football that we may see in that first game, I think, has got a lot
4: of potential to be a lot of fun. Lamar Jackson, C.J. Stroud, yeah, back and I forth on the field. Matchup. That's why. Uh, all right, see We'll see yeah. you next hour. It's Boomer and Geo coming to you live from the Bill Ford Tough Studio. <laughs> all right, Boomer and Geo. Feel good football Friday. So CBS Sports Network is leaving us for the championship game between U.S. and who are they playing? Did the Germany win? It's Germany won. Oh, so the uh, oh my god gold medal match. Germany uh, U.S. women's field hockey I at nine I o'clock. The, the
5: old East German mm. team... Right. Where, is, where the women look like J.J. J. Watt. Yeah, right. Goatees.
4: Um, so I wanted to, before they left, uh, talk to Stephen Waldron of uh, CBS Sports because he sent out an email that was just... I, I could not believe that he sent this thing out. Uh, Stephen, how long have you worked with this program? Um, ten years. Ten years. A full decade. You've been Good. with us since the beginning.
5: From the beginning. Yeah. How, how, how many could... Super Bowls? How many Super Bowls have we done together?
1: There's lots. Have, have I been to? Uh, this will be my
5: fourth. Right. Huh. So we've we been doing the show. Right. All together in whatever Super Bowl city we happen to be in. Right. So you you, you, you know us pretty well
4: both here and on the road. Yes. Yes. All right. So you sent out this email saying, "Do you guys in Vegas want to go see the Blue Man Group?" Cirque oh, du Soleil. Oh, yeah. Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. Bruno Hell yeah. Mars, right? Hell yeah. What was the other one?
5: It was another one. In there. Oh, yeah. that well, how about David you, two? Blaine. In David Blaine, right. right? Or David Copperfield? How about how about like you two in the Sphere? I mean, but we could do that too. No, 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 no. Why? Like you
4: knew none of us were going to say yes to that, but you still threw it out there. So then we all had to respond, like. No, Stephen. For God's sakes, of course we're not well, going to do I that. If I didn't
1: do that and we went, then no, said, we wouldn't, wouldn't care. You our-
4: You're telling That's me good. Al, Al would have been like, I can't believe that Stephen Waldron
5: didn't invite me to the Blue
3: Man Group show. Maybe he doesn't want to be invited. My, you know what? He doesn't want to
5: be. Know, what I loved about all this emailing, going back and forth, was the fact that Eddie said it right for everybody. <laughs> Even if it were for free and we didn't have to pay for it, I'm not doing it. Right there's one night I
4: think that would make sense for us to do something, and that is Friday night. That would be it. And I'll be.
5: Th- I'm going home Friday. Oh, you are. Yeah, Man, we had a big party planned. Oh my god, Oh, Friday's geez. gonna be awesome. Uh, you didn't invite me.
4: Yeah, no, well, it was no, a surprise. It was surprise for you. It was a surprise for you and yeah, yeah, CBS you Sports. I an email out for, I for ten life. years.
5: Don't worry. Just make sure Sean Kennedy's there. We'll take care of him. Well, wait. So you you're not going to be there
4: for Monday's
9: show?
5: No, I'll be here.
4: Okay. Wow. All right. Well, anyway, that sucks. We're gonna have to change our plans then for that. Did you order the balloons already? Yeah, yeah I got got the known. balloons coming oh, and everything. God. Well, the S can be for Sean too, right? So we can. All right. Well, we're we'll talk, so- talk about talk about in the break. Um, but uh, but yeah. So I just so you threw that out there. Just just I'll feel better about this if you answer this question a certain way. You threw that out there because you didn't want to catch crap if you didn't invite us somewhere, but you didn't oh, really expect us yes. to what.
9: I would have loved it if he said yes, but
4: you didn't really expect us to say yes to that. No, absolutely not. And then here's the other thing: he did. He throws in there. Me, Sean Kennedy, and Allie are down for anything. So I Correct. go to Allie this morning and I go, "Are you going to these things?" And she's like, "No." I said, "Maybe." Like <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. She, I said, "She's
5: gonna go." No, it, well, that's not what she said to me. She goes, "I don't know it's what the hell he's talking about." I mean, but the, basically, I think Allie's <laughs> working. It, Ten-hour days, I think. Yeah, and you know, we we all have to be in bed probably by what eight <laughs> thirty? Earlier than
4: that, I'm going to bed earlier than that. I think seven is what mm-hmm. I'm looking at.
5: Yeah, we got to be there at on one.
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, seven's what I'm looking oh at. Oh my god, six
5: six six thirty at the latest. Day. I mean, you know, and I'm and I'm the guy that's working all the way through. <laughs> <You> idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, let's this. go hang out on a Wednesday night, like and go see Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, I mean, there's no way
4: you're not yeah. going to catch me dead doing that, right? No way, no how, no interest. I mean, you, Stephen, you really want to see that stuff? I've never seen any of them, so why not? Neither have I. I mean, I've never been to jail. Anymore. I don't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> like I, you tell me, just because you haven't been there doesn't mean you're going to like it. Like, what's the thing that you're going to see that you that that out of I have those no things?
1: Nothing's booked.
4: No, but what's the one that you could pick if you could only do one?
9: Uh, I don't know. Uh, Wayne Newton, maybe, maybe the Michael Jackson, Cirque just Soleil.
4: Michael Jackson, Cirque de Soleil.
9: <laughs> I watch a trailer; it looks pretty cool. I mean, come
4: on. It's my special guest, Jared Fogle, too. Joins that one. <laughs> <laughs> what?
2: Oh, Why I are mean... you going there? <laughs> <laughs> um, of all names you
4: are you uh <clears throat> are you are you well think about it man put two and two together um so uh do you still with your girlfriend steven yes all right i was going to suggest you go get a whore instead of doing all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh
9: my god i am thankful we're off at nine o'clock today <laughs>
4: all right see you later cbs sports network yeah. <laughs> Good night. Good night. <laughs> Enjoy women's field hockey. Uh, we'll be here having fun. Uh, all right, it's Boomer and Gio on the fan at CBS Sports Bye. Goodbye. Network. More of your calls coming up. Let me tell
11: you. You mm. my little boo thing. So I'll give a hoop what you do say, girl. I know you a little too tight. i am
1: shooting that shot like toothache, girl. I know I'm mm. telling my next Mm. You something fresh, I know. am I'm next. Tell you little something fresh, I Feel good.
4: Football Friday on the fan and CBS Sports, 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 sports Network. Sports oh man, look at the stretching going on here. These women's field hockey. Yeah,
5: Come is. on, girls, let's they go!
4: Let's go! Come on, I'll stretch out, stretch them out! Look at that German girls. I'm
5: she telling you, she, she looks like JJ Watt No, no, no. Time. That
4: no, that German no, 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 that was one of our girls. That's one of our girls? Yeah, yeah, that's one of our girls. We're in the red. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah we I
5: like it. <laughs> uh, it's
4: another like it's another pace. night game in India. Yeah. All right. So uh Chile beat Chech- Chechia. Yep. Uh New Zealand beat Italy. Japan beat India. And now here we go. This is it. This is for all the marbles here on CBS Sports uh network with the women's field hockey. Uh, all right, so divisional playoff weekend, we know that. Bill Belichick, potentially Falcons. We know that all that is out there at 877-337-6666. Boomer's new Super Bowl. His original Super Bowl was the Jets and the
5: 49ers, right? No, Jets Eagles. Oh, Jets Eagles. I, I wanted a green. I wanted to be like in the the globalist mindset of having a green Super Bowl that kind of
4: thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So now the new Super Bowl is Bills 49ers. And I would sign
5: I would sign yes. for
4: Bills 49ers right now.
5: Yes, that, that's what I'm kind of hoping for. You know, I feel bad for the Bills because all the everything that they have been through the like the last three years when you think about it and the way that they lost that divisional game in Kansas City when Patrick Mahomes within 13 seconds got Harrison Butker to be able to kick a field goal to tie the game yeah. and in overtime and Josh never got the ball back.
4: Yep.
5: <clears throat> and then they fired their offense coordinator this year. They had the DeMar Hamlin stuff last year. Like, they've been derailed for different reasons, like, the last three years. And I feel like, you know, Josh, and especially Sean McDermott, really picked it up the last six weeks. And when they were 6-6, six and six, they were out of the playoffs. Uh, yeah, I, I could
4: see, like, on one of the, like, like a Skip Bayless-type doing, if the Bills win the Super Bowl this year, did they not win it last year because of DeMar Hamlin?
5: Oh, God. <laughs> I'm just making crap up. And you know what's the amazing thing is? Imagine uh, in all those shows Was Damar
4: Hamlin the problem?
5: (laughs) In all those shows, the producers come up with things for people to debate and argue, whatever. That's that's the genre. If you like it, you like it, whatever. But it's amazing to me, you know, how they just go after the Cowboys constantly. That's playing the hits, man. It's like when you put on any of the pop radio
4: stations now, you cannot go three songs without hearing a Taylor Swift song. Every single time it is ridiculous i mean they play the hell out of her stuff because they know she's the most popular and that's what works same thing with the cowboys and steven a and then michael Irvin and shannon sharp and skip bayless and all these other guys same
5: thing people are there they're listening they want it you know for other football fans i don't know who wants it but for other football fans around the, uh, the league i guess they they take great joy in the cowboys losing but just the uh, like the, just the people I like, could fire this guy, fire that guy, get rid of this one. Like, like these people have any idea what it means to coach an NFL football team.
4: No, but they're not supposed to.
5: Right. I don't, I know. Listen, I know you have an opinion and you'll, you'll talk about, right. You know, and you've been around long enough to know and they, I, and they have to, and a lot of these guys are ex players, but I mean, could you imagine what it would be like to coach the Cowboys and how great it would be in some respects and how bad it is in other respects. So Mike, McCarthy's up there talking about we have a championship winning you know team here, we have a good culture here, and then immediately after he's done, he gets obliterated and blowtorched by the guys on TV. Yeah, they just start ripping into him.
4: Yeah, I mean it is uh, it is incredible, but it's the business, you know, and this is what happens. And I don't think. These guys necessarily really care about who's coaching the team. It's really what provides the most entertainment to the audience.
5: Yeah, 100% it is. And it, but, you know, sometimes it does get frustrating. You know, and you do get angry at it. And, you know, and the other thing that we love, and, and I think Sean McManus, our boss over at CBS Sports, basically said it the other night. You know, it's like the NFL is like a total Greek tragedy. Like, every there's 32 teams. Everyone's filled with drama, mm-hmm. and even when the season's over for a particular team, sometimes the drama heats up even hotter because of what's going on within the building. Kind of like what happened with the Giants. Like the quietest team right now happens to be the Jets. Yeah, like, there's nothing. Nobody's well, saying anything. Nobody's well, writing anything. Well, hold on.
4: <laughs> After Aaron Rodgers was done with Pat McAfee, then nobody. Yeah, but now it's quiet. Now it's quiet,
5: but but, but I'm saying like the, the the fact that the Giants imploded the way that they did on the, uh, you know, on the coaching staff. Yeah, yeah. And there was a, there was an in, in, internal combustion.
4: Yeah. Well, it seems like the Jets are satisfied with mediocrity, so they didn't make any changes. So uh, yeah, that's why no one's talking about them right now. Uh, Jim on Long Island, what's going on, Jim?
9: Hey guys, what's up? What's, what's up, man? All
5: right, Jimmy, what's happening, brother?
9: Yeah, so, I mean, Gio, you should know this, living on Long Island, if you go into, if you see a multiple-person bathroom that's locked, okay, and depending on where you are, and especially in Fire Island, they're 100% doing coke. So if that door flies open, and their eyes look like they just popped out of their head, they have some pep intercepts. Now you know why you're waiting to take Yeah, three. listen,
4: Jim, I am not naive to things that go on uh, in, in places <laughs> like that. Trust me, I am not naive. But there are <clears throat> many times where not every single person who's going in there is doing drugs. You might occasionally come across a situation like that. But there are lots of guys, especially younger guys now, for whatever reason, that just don't want to pee next to another guy. And it's just like, just do it. There's a trough there. Keep the line moving. Relieve yourself. Get back to the restaurant.
5: You're saying this new generation of guy doesn't want to They don't stand next to another guy and go to the bathroom they don't. and be a freaking man? They don't. I'm telling you. What do they want to be? What, I, do, what do you mean? What are they trying to hide? I, I, listen, and I've talked about it before. I'm not. It's not like I've
4: got some sort of crank hanging down. <laughs> like I, I'm just average niblet we talk about. I go in there. I pee. I don't care. You want to come in? Come on in. Sometimes I invite people. Come on in. There's more toilet space here. Let's keep this live. Are everybody. you familiar
8: with the term pea shyness? Pea shyness. Pea shyness.
5: So, All I, right. mean, so I mean you are a celebrity.
8: Mm-hmm. In
5: Fire I mean, on Fire Island, maybe. Yeah. Do you think do people follow you into the bathroom because you're a celebrity, you think, and they want to get that no. no check it out uh, no i don't think so you're crank
6: as you put
4: it <laughs> no i don't i don't think so and i don't care like i've had if i'm over at fire island especially at the island mermaid i'm having a great time like be, i'm enjoying stop, i don't care like down. i feel like it's a family it's the summer we're happy like i don't care okay i
5: don't want to lock the door like some uh, schmuck face come on in pee let's go let's go to Glennon park slope glennie what's happening brother
9: hey good morning and G. how you doing All All
11: right. Right. what's up
9: uh, I, I was just curious from either of you, I mean, when you've gone into a bathroom after it's bombed, I mean, do you actually react out loud or you just suck it up and hold your breath? They're like, what's up this guy's ass? Like, what the hell's going
5: on? Yeah, I know. But that happened to me here yesterday Yeah, and right? you didn't hear this yesterday, but it happened to me yesterday as I went out to go get some coffee and I had to walk past the men's bathroom and there was a, there was a smell in the hallway because the door was open to the bathroom overall. <laughs> And the guy that was coming out of that was Brandon Tierney.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: It is go time! No. 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 <laughs> so, so you, Gia, you ever react to anybody? Like,
9: Yeah,
4: life? like in, in here I will. Because here is like, you know, I've been here forever now. I know this. I know probably who's duping in there. So for sure, I, I would react. But like if I were at a... Uh, public bathroom in a restaurant and somebody is in there and probably having a bad time, like, oh, crap, I went out to this nice dinner. Now I got to go dupe during the middle of this dinner. I probably wouldn't go in there and go, oh, my God, what the hell is wrong with you? But here I probably would because chances are that, like, I know the guy. Like, it's Like, it's BT who's... Just be ready to dump.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: so, like, it's him, so I probably would do it. Um, but no, not in like a regular bathroom situation because
5: like that, that kind of stinks yeah, when you're wow. out
4: to dinner with your friends and you got to go
5: dupe in the middle of it. Yeah. That's tough, man. I you mean, know? like I've never had to do that. I never want to do that. And I didn't like what happened to me yesterday, but man, he's like, Oh, <laughs> I'm like, what the F is going on? He's, yeah. He loves it, man.
4: He I'm loves it. i telling you. He just, I mean, it's, it's a part of his life. He enjoys every second of those dupes. Let's go to Kate, who's in Smithtown. What's going on, Kate?
1: Uh, hi, guys. How are you? Big fans. Went to Boomerangio live. I really hope it stays uh, going next year. Uh, even though uh, Spike's leaving.
4: Yeah, no, it, um, it, it it will. And whatever stiff they put in there is going to try to keep it going. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, also, I'm just going to point out that this is the second time this week that Poop Talk is on the show.
4: Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Kate. Sorry, Kate.
1: <laughs> oh, no. It's hilarious. Oh, my. Okay. Okay. I have three boys. Believe me. It's fine. Um, but also, I was calling about the Cirque du Soleil. I had the same attitude as Yu Gio I went to visit my sister out in Vegas in June, and she was like, oh, I got a ticket to Cirque du Soleil Love. And I'm just like, cool. <laughs> but I went, and it was, it was freaking awesome. They had, like, a ton of great stunts. The music was uh, was amazing. It was uh, interactive, like, but not, like, over the top where you were like, oh, don't talk to me kind of thing. It was was really, really great. If you do have the opportunity to go, you can go to an earlier show. It it is worth it.
4: All right, but, like, so you listen to the show a lot. You went to Boomer and Geo Live, so you're one of these great listeners that we have and knows a lot about us. You think that we would like it? We would
5: like it, yes. I've been to it. Yes. Wow. All right. And
4: by the way, oh, yeah. when Homer we went out...
1: definitely at- love it. Gio, you yeah. would too, because, like, you would. Okay. And you know who else I would love it? Really Sabrina would
5: love it when she gets a little bit older. She'd love it. Well, that's different. I mean, we're talking well, about you a the, the you young, young girl. You want Disney to- on Ice this past, like, weeks ago, didn't you? Of course, for her. But, right. like, I'm
4: not, like... Like, Did you, enjoy- Waldron I mean, just- is
5: not my daughter. You know what I'm saying? Like- yeah, but you would enjoy it. Now, I was telling you, when we went out there to shoot the Super Bowl promos that you see on CBS now... Yeah. When we're standing in the fountain and all that stuff. Uh We did a whole thing with the Cirque du Soleil group. I haven't seen any of those yet. Maybe we'll see those more around the Super Bowl. I'm not sure. But uh, we were in their theater and we were using some of their props. And then they came out around us. People come up to me and say, can you see
9: my ball sack in these
4: tights? (laughs) And I said, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Oh, man. And him like swinging from a rope would no, it be great weird. when his lady glasses on? I
5: do no, We would not swing from ropes. Oh, that would be awesome.
4: Yeah, I don't know. I still am not doing I just can't. I don't know. I'm not doing it. I'm not saying that I'm sure that if I sat there and had time and wasn't uh, thinking about having
5: to get up. Uh, i am telling you, so you got to take
11: everything. the kids
5: to Cirque du Soleil. You got to take them to see Blue Man Group and they get a little bit older because blue man group is you know it's it's constant it's 100 miles an hour and there's things flying all over the place it's great i'm I'm sure it's great on a different
4: type of schedule
5: like i can't like all you do is look at your time look at the phone look at your watch
4: like uh oh we got to get out of here how much sleep and then you're like jacked up when you leave these shows you can't go to sleep
5: it's not a good situation i know it's not marcus in manhattan marcus what's happening
9: Hey guys, I, I wanted to say I'm a long time listener. I love you guys. Thank you. I just, uh, I just find it uh, interesting. This is, a, you know, I'm not trying to uh, start anything or whatever. I just, I found it interesting. You know, well, boomer for you, right? Loved man. I grew up in the '80s, born in '75, and everything. So I, always, I remember that Super Bowl. You know, I always was a fan of you. I love when you came to the Jets. I'm gonna make this real quick. The only thing I just have a problem with, like this morning, every once in a while, you have a, a gripe against those. Uh, talking heads on TV, you know. But my my question is this: Don't we all do it? I mean, you guys do it. I may not agree with all your takes, but I never find myself saying, "Oh, I want you guys fired or whatever." I mean, I mean, everybody does it. You know what I mean? So I, I just don't understand. My question is:
5: Well, there's why, there's, there's two things, Market. I'll, I'll tell you why I get upset. Because I'll, I'll tell you why you get upset is because I believe in stability, and I believe when there's a coach who's a very good coach who does have a good track record you got to give them a chance to get through some of the tough times. You can't just always fire people unless there's something going on inside the building that we're not aware of. Now, we're specifically talking about the NFL right now, in which I wanted Mike McCarthy and Nick Sirianni both to be retained because they've had success. Yeah, they've lost playoff games. Yes, the the Philadelphia Eagles collapsed this year for different reasons, and they got to work on that inside the building. But I don't believe for a minute that Mike McCarthy should be fired by the Dallas Cowboys. And that's why I get mad at that because he's won 36 games. He's brought the best out in his quarterback. His quarterback was in the MVP talk, and his quarterback threw a bad interception that was returned for a touchdown in an important game. I get that. But I don't want that coach fired, and I want people screaming about getting him fired when they don't have any flipping idea what the hell he's got to deal with on a daily basis down there in Dallas. That's all. That's true. But one more thing. Imagine what they're
9: going through in Dallas. though. But we think that they're ripping them. They're, they're, I mean, the whole – everywhere. Their networks. I mean, their local TV. Yeah, I
5: know. I know. I'm Because that's the Dallas – I know. It's because so, it's the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, it's the fan base. And they're crazy. I understand. Yeah. I mean, I, we've sat here in New York where we have seen managers in over their head. We've seen basketball coaches in over their head. Hockey coaches in over their head football coaches in over their head yeah And we have openly talked about those guys should probably lose their jobs because we can tell that there's something wrong with the franchise and it usually comes from the top down by the way it's always about ownership first you know i asked coach cower and i said you know coach criteria if you're a head coach like bill belichick what are you looking for you know what are the most important things for you and he said hey ownership 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 I want to know the guy that I'm working for has got my back and is going to support me and is not going to have somebody in the building sticking a shiv in my back. Shiv spot. Right. And, you know, that's why when general managers and coaches usually take over jobs, they end up firing everybody because they don't know where the leaks are. They don't know people personally. They, They don't know how they do things. And that's why it's hard. Like, if you're the Dallas Cowboys, you've had a lot of success under Mike McCarthy. I know they've lost these playoff games. But now, all of a sudden, your 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 quarterback's probably, he is right in the middle of his prime, and you just got the best year out of him. And now you're going to make him go and be coached by another coach, another offense? You're going to ask him to do that when he's the most important player on your team?
4: Right, and when you have CeeDee Lamb having the greatest season that he's had, Dak prescott having the greatest season that he's had and then you got to take all that and have a brand new system the one thing i did like what jerry jones said and what i didn't like is the fact it didn't seem like they they talked to to bill belichick but i guess they did there's some reports out there they did reach out to him and he wasn't interested it's just that the there's so many great coaches who were available but jerry jones said everybody's got to take responsibility you know it's not just mike mccarthy it's the players who played like crap it's me it's our drafting, it's our scouts, it's who we put
11: oh, out. They there. got a
5: good team, they got a good team. I mean, Jerry Jones is the biggest one of the bigger problems there, but 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 in the meantime, they're still successful, even though he's a hands-on owner. Yes. And he gives interviews every week. You now Bill Belichick's not gonna want to deal with that. He'd rather have Arthur Blank who's gonna support him, be quiet, be professional, let him do his job and see if he can go get him a Super Bowl. Chris in
4: Smithtown. What's going on, Chris?
9: Hey, guys. What's up? What's What's happening, Chris? What's going on, brother?
5: Yeah, so getting back to the Belichick thing, going to
9: Atlanta, I don't think this would happen, but I I couldn't help but imagine a a Falcons-Jets Super Bowl
5: next year. Oh, man. (laughs) That would be a BT and Sal blow-up spot. (laughs) (laughs) That would be the greatest. They'd have to be
4: there. They absolutely would have to go. They'd have to do all their shows from there. I mean, I think that if Belichick is the Falcons coach, I think that would probably reignite Sal's... uh, Falcons fandom that's been uh, dormant after the twenty eight to three
5: blown lead. If Belichick takes takes over the Falcons, is Sal more worried about the Mets bullpen or the Falcons? I mean, I think that it's
4: probably the Mets. I mean, he's been so like influenced and brainwashed by that other job he has on SNY, where he sits there and you know a baseball night in New York, and they they, they break down the scouting brown. departments of the Mets and Yankees, and he sits next to John Harper and Andy Martino, and it's just like. One big baseball geek fest that he brings it. He brings it in here, you know. Yeah, that's uh, what it is.
5: It's, it's the prop propaganda show.
1: Yeah,
5: <laughs> kind of <laughs> like MSG. You know, you're watching MSG. You know, it's, those guys got to be careful about what they say. Yeah, and they're, they're not going to really get too wrapped up in criticism,
4: right? That's why Wally's perfect. Doesn't say anything. Boring. All right, So uh, key on the fan at CBS Sports Network. Feel Good Football Friday on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. CeeLo is back. He told me he's got a ton of audio yeah. to get to, so I want to hear it we all. We need another
7: hour of the show.
4: <clears> yeah, it's too bad uh, that we only have four full hours to get to everything.
7: Well, as you know, it takes a while sometimes to sift through everything. Yes, you know? that's right, because
4: so. there's no... Uh, no tape op out there helping you. It's just you. That's right. Just you. That's right. You, or Marco Belletti, who puts in some stuff from he time did, to time. No,
7: there's some good stuff from Marco, for sure. Sometimes it's just, you know, it's like raw. and has to be cut down a little bit. Yeah. So
4: Just one thing on Marco, because I don't want to spend too much time, because you got a lot of big updates, but he said this morning with C-Mac that he has not gone out to
7: dinner with friends in twenty five years. Why? I, I, knowing Marco, I believe it. That why is he's that? Floor. He just I mean, he works a lot. He's got a lot of kids. Like he's just he's he's a busy man. He's a he is the definition of blue collar. And I mean that as a compliment.
5: Yeah. Al, uh, why don't you invite Marco out to dinner with <laughs> us yeah. one Gabriel? I'd love to. Yeah, the Gabriel's where does Marco live?
7: Uh he's a Jersey guy.
5: All right, maybe he'll want to come to Gabriel's with us.
4: That was the first thing I thought is like, not us, but like those guys, like C Mac and Fleague should have been like, dude, what are you doing this weekend? Let's freaking go to dinner.
7: I don't think it's like that no one invites him. I I don't think he wants to or doesn't have time to. He's like, Al, I'm not going.
4: Well, whatever. But even Al likes to have like at least one or two beers on a weekend and go out with Gina doing something. Have a slice of pizza, for God's sakes. Yeah.
7: More 25 years? He's a grinder, man.
4: Yeah. All right. Let's get to this stuff.
7: All right. Brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Uh, yes. The Knicks did uh, beat the Wizards last night at the Garden. 113-109. Jalen Brunson was great. 41 points. 20 in the fourth quarter. Knicks out of 8 out of 10. They got the Raptors tomorrow night. Uh, the Rangers opened up their Western road trip with a 5-1 loss to Vegas. They have five of their last six. Okay. Would you like the boomer thing that we talked about first out of the gate here to kind of wet his whistle with that? All right, let's do that. Very good. So you guys gave the grades to the uh, spike hires. Yes, we yes. talked about the BT and the yes. Sal show, and that you what was a B plus you gave them. Yeah, right? was that yeah. the case? Right. Oh, okay. that's very fair grade. So that did come up on um, yesterday's program as uh, BT was explaining all of that to Sal. Geo, awesome endorsement.
3: A plus, right? A. A A or A-plus? I don't know if they were doing pluses. He said absolute A's. Like, I love that show. Those guys are great. Really, really effusive in his praise. Al, who throws out compliments like manhole covers, I guess, was an A. Okay. So that's good. Right. If you crack through to Al, you got to be doing something right. Boomer. Right. Al doesn't like anybody. Not an A. What? Not an A. Boomer? Yeah. No way. He did not give us an A. A A-plus. No. Lower. Now, not terrible, but definitely a drop. What it was, was in plus B, B+ range. Get the hell out That's of he here. Said. No
5: way. That's what he said? No way. check the Odyssey, to Go back, it.
7: rewind. That's what he said. I'm definitely not buying it. Okay, so he wasn't he... thrilled with that. He was a little surprised. I know, um, by by the
5: way, he was texting me as this was going on. Oh,
7: was he? Yeah, so he wasn't hiding
5: anything from me. Brandon, that is.
7: Brandon was texting me. Yeah, Brandon me. was cool, yeah. Okay. Sal, not so much.
5: Yeah. Okay. And I was like, you remember when they first started and Gio was like, oh, these two guys are going to be buttonheads. heads and yeah. they're going to be last very long. And I'm like, no. I never said either. they were going to last very long. What are you talking about? <laughs> All right, oh, so that that confidence? I <laughs> they were not going to last long. So, I thought you He's said that publicly. Oh, no,
4: I would yeah. never say that. Uh, are you kidding oh, me? I, I've i supported those guys more than anybody on the radio station. that went out there and, and trashed everybody during that Carl Banks thing in defense of them. Yeah, so I so want to well, hear I it. Him. I love those guys. You he weren't here that day.
5: No, but I defended them later on. That you week. did, mm.
4: but I'm just saying.
5: And I they did never said that. Did, did they ever say thank you? Uh, said right. they did say thank you to me. All right, I so with they you said,
7: to him. not to me though. They talked about this for a while, and they go to the calls and okay. uh, they get to Zeke here, uh, who chimed in. First of all,
9: guys, yes. Boomer, Boomer's ranking. You know why he gave you a BB No, <clears throat> <clears throat> because he's
3: jealous. <clears throat> that
7: <you're clears throat>
3: jealous that you're better. Stop, what, dude? No, I, no, we're yeah. not better than him. Yeah. yeah, you
9: are are.
7: No, no, we're not. I mean, no, we we appreciate the support, Zeke. We are not better than them. We'll be the first to admit that. Okay, so he kind of steps up there and gives you guys the credit, but you heard a little bit of the, uh, you know, the coughing yeah, and, uh, yeah. and the throat there a little bit, and that kind of would become a theme. The Rogers stuff bothered him.
3: I'm telling you, it bothered him. He said it to me multiple times, then he, he gives me a, a demerit, as they were saying. <clears throat> Why do you keep doing that? We we're talking about Boomer. Oh! <laughs>
7: Okay, so he's taking a little... Just, little
3: that's what I said, below the belt spot. There, yeah. right? yep. yeah. Below
7: the belt spot. Yeah. That's right.
3: No, I love Boomer. I do too. He's awesome. He's a great teammate. He's a great person. He does a lot of good things. Like, we're obviously having fun. Even though we don't agree with his grading, we think it's awful. <laughs> uh, but, like, when he's on the air and you hear him clearing his throat, doesn't he turn his mic off and do it? Yeah, but you, but you still, it's still hear audible. So Well, because Gio's got his mic on. So Hearing in the yeah, background. But You kept your mic on when you were doing yeah. that. Yeah, just uh, want to make sure everybody heard let everybody it. know <laughs> that you were, you know, getting a little shot in there, of course. <laughs> no, I'm just messing around. But geez, I mean, leave me alone with the uh, Rodgers yeah, already. Man. Let it go. Coming up at 11 o'clock, we're going to talk Aaron Rodgers just to appease Boomer Assizing.
7: <laughs> you're a big topic of
5: discussion on their show yesterday. Well, you know, right. Listen, obviously, I'm, I'm glad I gave them something else to talk about.
3: <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't yes. listen to the sports minutes. They're useless. <laughs> they really are. I don't care how well they're written, they're just, uh, they do nothing. <laughs>
7: Uh, Speaking of uh, something else to talk to, I know... you. Yo, by the way, done, just right?
5: made that they don't get the chance to do the sports minutes. That's all it is. <laughs> clearly, that's <laughs> exactly. oh, clearly, it nobody is. Asked it just, nobody, asked right. nobody asked me. Nobody asked
7: me. Nobody <laughs> paid me. Yeah. So, okay, your guys. new name, uh, Geo, <laughs> for McMonigle's overnight show is Yankee Hot Stove? Is that yes, what it, it is? Yeah. Five, yes, oh, from four, 4 to 5.
4: Oh, five. only 4 to 5? Because that's all I'm really listening to is 4 to 5.
7: All right. Well, I can't always speak to all the hours, but I did get in the car before 3 o'clock this morning. I would say this was about 2.35-ish, something And this was... As I turned the car on, this is the very first thing I heard, so eventually I would have to go back to get the context. But imagine you're just hopping in the car, it's the middle of the night, you know, I got two hours sleep, you turn on the fan, and, and this is what was being uttered. Liam
6: Neeson and his extremely large penis is hard to control. So that's what's going on with Liam Neeson, who's a, a tremendous actor, pardon the pun. I mean, I love Liam Neeson. Big Liam Neeson guy. So that was kind of jarring, right? Um, and as I
7: eventually would go back to le- what the actual context was that led to this was perhaps even more jarring. And I had not heard this. Maybe you guys had. So uh, McMonagle would educate us. Apparently, there's like
6: a ton of pictures. Like, I don't think it's fake. Unless I'm being duped. I don't think so. There are a ton of pictures out there of Liam Neeson where he has wet his pants. Like if you- There's like pictures where he has... Like wet stains and not just like little tiny, you know, dabs, what? like legit puddles <laughs> <laughs> or what looks like a big wet stain in his pants. Like Liam Neeson has trouble controlling his bladder or something and gets caught at all these events or whatever. And he's <laughs> and he's got uh, like these wet stains that he's, he's having trouble controlling his bladder, which has also led to the conversation that I was unaware of. But apparently he is doing very well down there in that department. Like he has a very large uh, situation down there, and that could be leading to the issue. I don't know, but so like that's that's I saw that where Liam Neeson and his extremely large penis is hard to control.
7: I mean, you never know what you might hear in the middle of the night. That was why I did not have that on the bingo card. I mean, <laughs>
8: A little bit of penis leakage.
4: Mm-hmm. I mean, this isn't a great website here. Yeah, well, but it's. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's got pictures of him with with wet stains in his pants. I don't know if this is. Oh boy! I don't know. Is this is he acting? Is there no no no? This is on like in out the the oh, like, in the street. Like oh, yeah. I'm seeing it. I just don't know if it's been photoshopped. Okay. But he, yeah. Yeah. I, I, wow.
7: Yeah.
8: <laughs> some of these are bad. Like that, he's right. Like some of these, he is soaked. More of it just leaks out in my underpants. <laughs> One day, it provided a wet spot on pants that weren't dark. (laughs) Was Al doing a story on the Liam Neeson thing? A listener emailed me with a problem.
7: A problem. Okay.
8: Well... I mean, listen, I, but here's the thing. Like, this one picture, he is his, his
4: entire area is soaked. And he's just leaning up against a wall talking to some
7: guy.
5: Like, if, if you let it go like that, you have to... Yeah, but do you think that's in a movie or do you think that's It's not actually, in a movie, man. It's not like this is not just in him. in a movie. Standing on the
7: street in New York with a big wet spot. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh. These are like paparazzi shots. It's not on oh. the scoreboard at the Garden at a Ranger game. Well, there wet you go. Pants. Okay. Uh, keep an eye out for that. Well, maybe he has that. an issue. Who maybe knows? Maybe he does. I don't know. But that was somehow. Otherwise, I was thinking back to Sal.
5: Sal's <laughs> upset. And, and the reason he's upset is Start because. Well, it's because he became a, a, a fraudulent Islander that fan. That did come up. and yeah, his, he's 100% his, fraudulent Islander, right.
7: Islander fan now. You know that. I know that. Yeah. And it's really embarrassing. Well, he's complained about that was that your daughter married an Islander. So your granddaughter has Islander blood in her. So Okay. BT kind of stood up for you on that one. I will yeah, say. I mean, I, um, that's not my decision. I understand. <laughs> All right. Uh, with the little time we have left, do you want um former RG3 teammate and Jay Gruden uh, player Will Compton chiming in on this whole situation from his pantry? He posted this. I mean, if it's good, what? man, yeah. let's play. I think it's good. i right. also got let's Amy, Amy Trask a uh, little shot over the bow for one of the quarterbacks in this weekend's game. So you tell me which one you'd rather. Even a Will hear. Compton. one. All right, there's a few of them. Um, so he obviously sees what's going on on Twitter with RG3 and Jay Gruden. He was on that team in 2014, and he's
4: the bees with Barstool now. Yeah, the busting with the boys. Yes. He's a guy who is. He's the one who did. That white black team when Rashard Mendenhall put it out there, he okay. did he, he did a roster as yeah. who the white roster would be.
7: This was like a four minute video. I think he took maybe two breaths. Like okay. it is just, I mean, he goes just rapid fire as he's chiming in on this whole situation, referencing that team meeting where RG three said RG three said Gruden threw him under the bus. There's a
11: team meeting that goes on, and it was a whole tight team meeting. I'm talking, we're all in there. We're like, oh sh. Going down here, RC did have to stand up and go back and forth about how Jay says you need to be a guy when you look after a loss, uh, you take all the blame as a quarterback, and then when you win, you give it to all your other teammates. Um, and because RG was in the media, basically throwing his teammates under the bus, but then RG saying, "Hey Jay, you told me to say
7: that," and then Jay didn't back him. I don't know who gives. I'm saying some of it's cap, some of it, whatever. Okay, so he's just getting loaded here, getting started, and then uh, would continue. It's all petty. It's all petty
11: bullshit. Petty bullshit. I love the watch. I love the to popcorn too. It right? makes me wear this, the beanie and the and the groom grinder shirt and like, hey, saddle up, boys! I'm texting with ex-teammates. Hey, you checking this out. It's all coming their beef and it's coming to life, uh, type of thing. But it's like, you know, and RG talking about, oh, we know where the bodies are buried. There's bodies buried on both sides. Don't get it twisted.
7: And then he would finally chime in with his opinion here at the end. I don't know how to put this in. Like, I hope it lands softly.
11: But oh it, But to me, it's like. RG would love he would love to have a reason for why it didn't work out in Washington. And ultimately it just all falls like how could we have been better individually? like I don't know. to me it's all petty, but hi, I love the petty, I love the tea. I love the gossip girl going right now going on right now on X. I just figured I'd chime in since your boy was there in on that squad Pull tight in that team meeting
7: it was just like so into this I mean, thing. my God. <laughs> I mean, did he say anything in that
0: thing? I don't even know he what his opinion. I don't
7: even know what he said. I love that he was rambling on and on. Was so Man. excited about it. And you wouldn't would think this was like Tom Landry and Roger Staubach. The way that
4: people are talking about this. <laughs>
7: <laughs> I mean, these guys yeah. are like oh, the biggest point. losers on earth, and we care about who was worse. <laughs> we love a good social media. I think. I
5: know. think if Will Conto was true, he would tell you that. The relationship with RG3 and Dan Snyder basically usurped the coaching staff and, and everybody thought that RG3 was not a genuine great guy in the locker room. That,
7: that was the that was the the noise that was coming out of there at the time. Fair enough. Uh, I'll play this quick before we get to the moment of the day. Amy Trask, former CEO of the Raiders. She's got the uh, What the Football podcast. So uh, she's kind of talking about this weekend's games and looking ahead, the matchups, the quarterbacks. And uh, one in particular, maybe a little bit down on the, her depth chart. Four
0: games this week. That means we have eight quarterbacks. Did that math all by myself. Good girl. Four court games, eight quarterbacks, seven quarterbacks terrific quarterbacks and brock purdy now brock purdy is a good quarterback make no mistake about it everybody be calm 49er fans i'm not suggesting brock's not a good quarterback he is i simply don't put him in the same category as the other quarterbacks so i'll say it again eight quarterbacks seven terrific quarterbacks and brock purdy
7: boomer your thoughts yeah, well, she
5: could have her opinion. She was with the Oakland Raiders and Al Davis for so many years. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I don't think there's any bias there. I think that's just the way she feels. Interesting, though. to But I think, that I think you Brock got. Purdy's a terrific player. And right. you know, the, qu- quite frankly, are we going to sit here and say that Joe Montana was a system quarterback? I suppose you could. I guess you could because he had Bill Walsh. He had all those Hall of Famers around him. Yeah. He didn't really do anything. All he did was get the
7: ball to them, and then they did everything. But, like... When you've got, on this particular weekend, two young quarterbacks who are have not really fully established themselves yet in C.J. Stroud and Jordan Love. And Baker Mayfield, who this time last year was basically, you know, his career was in the tank. So he's calling all of them terrific, and, but Brock Purdy's the one that kind of gets pushed yeah. out onto the I, side. I, I could
5: argue the, uh, the, the other side of that, that Brock Purdy was very much involved in the MVP race all the way until about three weeks ago in the season. Yeah. You know, he and Tua... And Dak basically fell off because Lamar ascended. And Lamar beat those guys straight, straight up. You know what I'm saying? So to me, I don't know. I think he's a terrific quarterback. He's a terrific story. And the fact that he was Mr. Irrelevant as opposed to being a first-round draft pick
7: makes it even that much more impressive. Gives a little bit more value. Agreed. All right, let's do Moment of the Day brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. (laughs) So you guys got a f F marry kill call earlier, yeah. which uh, had an interesting ending to it. I would marry Antonio Brown and I would, I'd, I'd bang Kyrie, I think.
4: <laughs> I think that'd be like a one fun, <laughs> like one night. We'd probably get high and hang out and like read books and then have sex and that'd be the end of it. So that would be, okay. that would be the way that I would go. I'd kill Strowman, I'd, I'd F Kyrie and I'd marry Antonio Brown.
11: <laughs>
4: okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> what about you, Nick? Do you have an answer? Oh that's not part of the game I'm not <laughs> that's not part of the game I love it hey listen I'm not
5: running from it yeah I'll get I'll give you an answer every time on F Mary kill that's a it's a great game yeah I don't like those games because you know sometimes there are people that you really do like and you have to kill one of them yeah and you don't want to do that you marry Eli you have sex with Peyton, <laughs> and you kill Cooper <laughs> <laughs>
4: That's awesome.
7: <laughs> yes. And he's always ready, Boomer. You know, he, he knows. Talk about knowing where the bodies are buried. Exactly. And he knows where the bodies are buried. It's Where's true. Chernoff? <laughs> 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 all right. Oh, uh, very good, CeeLo. We will see you. packed it all in as best we could. We'll see you when? We'll see you. I always say soon, and it seems to work out. Okay.
4: Sounds good. Yeah, someone will be sick <laughs> at right. some point. Yeah, uh, two weeks. See ya.
7: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> two weeks. It might yeah. be like two days right. if someone got Next the flu week. from Jerry. Yeah.
4: Friday Football Picks are brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook and the official sportsbook of WFAN. The picks are dormy now, as they would say, on the golf course because uh, you guys can't come back. So I won the regular season. I won the playoffs. I won the whole thing. just really doesn't matter any longer. But let's do it for the audience. So last week, everybody 3-3. Three and three, So that means that Boomer 38-50-3. Jerry, 39, 49, and 3. Yusef 17, and 29. I'm also guaranteed a bulk 500 years. 50, 38, and 3. CeeLo is going to give us Jerry's picks and the
7: games. So, CeeLo, take us through it. All right, we'll kick it off tomorrow afternoon, 4.30 in Baltimore. You've got the visiting Houston Texans getting nine and a half against the one-seeded Baltimore Ravens. You know, the more and more I think about this game, I think the Ravens are going to win,
5: and the more study I do on it, the more things I watch. I am so impressed with C.J. Stroud and his just poise and everything else i think he will keep it within the number i think it's going to be tighter than what i initially thought so i'm going to take the texans and the points here against the ravens yeah i'm with you i mean this is the ultimate nothing to lose and everything
4: to lose spot The Texans are going to go in there and be like hell let's just throw the ball over the place have a good time our season's a, a success no matter what and lamar jackson can't lose this game so i think the ravens will win i think they'll host the afc championship game you guys will be down there with the nfl today but the Texans are going to cover this number. Give me Houston. No, no, no. You give me Jerry's pick. We Jerry's keep it got on.
7: the Ravens. I'm with you guys. I think Baltimore wins the game, but uh, Houston can keep it within the nine and a half points. The night game tomorrow? No, no, no. Yousef's the end. Oh, right. Yousef's the last guy. The last make- guy to make a pick. <laughs> I feel like he would skip over him.
4: No, no, no. no, 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 no. no, no Jerry makes his pick, then Yousef, okay. he comes in from the Why top. Why does he role. have to be last? <laughs> because that's the way he likes it. He All requested right. that in his contract. He, All right? to, he like to Stop asking questions and follow the
5: rules. Huh? All right. What do you like? <laughs> I would take the Ravens. You're gonna take the I Ravens. Like you like Lamar Jackson, yeah. so you're gonna lay the points, and you're gonna take the Ravens nine and a half points. Nine and a half points. I would take it. Oh, you take it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Very Go good. Uh, Jerry's out with the flu. You ever get the flu? Uh, yeah,
4: I got it once, once a year. Once a year. Yeah. I didn't. I figured you would never get sick. No, not Coming sick. from Morocco, all the crap you see over there, coming no, here, no. like the we, germs we, don't we, penetrate you. We
8: got sick. You get sick.
2: Yeah, we got sick. There, and we got sick here too.
4: <laughs> you're taking. He's taking the Ravens, Al. He's taking the Ravens. He made it very clear that he was taking the Ravens.
8: Very he confused crazy. both Eddie and I. He said, I'm taking the Ravens. I'm taking the points.
4: Mm. Oh, no, well, taking could... the Ravens and laying
8: the he points. Says oh, okay, he okay, laying yeah, the
4: yeah, points. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Uh, all right. Let's uh, go to the next one.
7: Yes. Tomorrow night, 8-15. The Packers on the road against the 49ers. Green Bay getting nine and a half.
5: Yeah, I don't think that uh, Green Bay is going to cover this one. I think the 49ers are going to come out and they're going to steamroll them. I really do. I know the Packers have been good because they've been able to run the ball against some really poor run defenses. And that's not who San Francisco is. I think San Francisco's defense is going to be up to the task to stop Aaron Jones. And I can see a couple turnovers here, so I will take Brock Purdy and the 49ers, and I will lay the nine and a half points.
4: Yeah, so this is uh, a reminder from last year. This is what I think we're going to get. When the Giants beat the Vikings on the road, and then they went to Philadelphia and got their asses kicked and looked like they didn't belong in the playoffs, I think that's going to happen here to the Green Bay Packers. Great win. They blew out the Cowboys.
7: Squash spot. Give me the Niners big. That's an easy one for me. Jerry's got the Packers. I think Brock Purdy with a little bulletin board material there from Amy Trask. I think the Niners roll. I think they'll cover the nine and a half. You say. All right,
9: Packers, Niners. I would take the Packers. you take it, the yeah, Packers? Yeah, I, like, uh, I like the way how they play. About I Jordan Lump. That yeah, right. was good.
7: Packers for Yousef. Let's right. go. Here we go to Sunday afternoon. Three o'clock kick in Detroit. Another home playoff game for the Lions. They are laying six and a half at home against Todd Bowles' Bucks. I
5: got to go chalk again here. And the reason I'm doing that is because of the... The volume of the crowd in Detroit is going to affect Baker Mayfield and his offense. And I really feel like Dan Campbell and his team have got momentum on their side. they got a healthy David Montgomery. Jameer Gibbs is a great second running back who will ultimately be the featured running back in years to come. But they also have a great passing game. And I do think that Ben Johnson, their offensive coordinator, will have Jared Goff ready for the blitzes that the Bucks will be bringing at him.
4: The Bucs played a dead team last week. The Eagles were done. They couldn't win that game. The week prior, the Bucs, they needed the game. They only beat the Panthers by 9. It was 9 nothing. I don't think the Bucs are any good, and I think the Lions are. This is just an easy one. I think that the Lions cover
7: this easily. And they're going to go to the championship game. Jerry's on the Lions. I am as well for all of the reasons you guys just said. Yousef. I would say it's like the Lions. Oh, four for four.
4: Clean sweep. Uh-oh. Oh. The family. Oh. The family. In a The family
7: spot. Are you in? Are you out? Are you in? Are you out? <laughs> all right. Last one there, CeeLo. Game of the weekend. Marquee matchup. 630 Sunday. You got the Chiefs going into Orchard Park. Might be snowy oh. again. And they're getting two and a half points against Josh Allen and the oh Bills. Oh,
5: my God. This is such good. I- I'm hoping this game lives up to end everything that we expect it to be. I think the Bills are going to win, but I think think it's going to be like a one-point game, like a 31-30 game, man. And I think Kansas City and that healthy defense are going to go in there and keep this game tight. So I'm hoping the Bills can win, because I am rooting for them, but I think the Chiefs will keep it within the numbers. So I will take the points and the Chiefs. Uh, Bills all the way. I think it will be close, but
4: I want to see Kansas City go down. I want to see him get blown out. I don't think that they will, but I'm going to be rooting for this game really, really hard. I am done, absolutely finished with the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Bills fan, they, they deserve this. They deserve this Super Bowl run. They deserve to go out in
7: Vegas and win the AFC. Buffalo Bills 10 times out of 10. If not now, when, right? That's how Jerry feels. He's on the Bills. I will take them as well even though they're banged up on defense. And sometimes Josh Allen, when he's got to do a little bit too much, that's where the turnovers come in. KC good on defense, but I like the feel-good story of the Bills. So I'm taking them to get to the title game this year. Youssef. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Mahomes, but this time I'm going with
9: another
4: four home. for four, another clean sweep here. Yeah. All right, Yusef, Bills, Buffalo, Bills. Wait a minute, yeah, I took the Chiefs. Oh, that's right, you did. You did that half fence thing. That's yeah, right. Yeah, we're like <laughs> right. you can't be wrong. So two and that's a right. half. I forgot. Was yeah. too big you a number. You said the Bills win, and right. then two and a half, thirty-one, thirty. So. <laughs> Whatever happens, you know, <laughs> we'll be right about it. <laughs> Thanks, you, Seth. Have Thank
3: it. you, guys. You know, what, you, know, you know what
5: would be great is that, that's being doubly right on the game. To... So, yeah, so that would mean the over. That would mean the Bills win and the line bet. If it comes and out as a one-point game, yes. that's all we're going to talk about on Monday.
4: That's all and it's going to be. We and we're going to just replay that. Over, over, over. Uh, very good. Uh, FanDuel Sportsbook, officials number one sportsbook of, uh, what What the hell am I saying? America's number one sportsbook, the
0: official sportsbook of WFAN.